Welcome to the Rotten Round Table. <laughs> What's up and welcome to the HorrorCast, episode number 158, and tonight is our October Rotten Roundtable. Our Rotten Roundtable episodes are episodes where we talk about horror news, what's coming up uh, this month uh, on VOD and at the movies, and then we go around the Rotten Roundtable and we talk about what each host has been watching. And you know as well as I do, October is a very... Uh, packed month. There's a lot of stuff to get into. There's a lot of stuff to mark your calendars for. Um, it's a, it's a pretty packed month. So uh, we're going to get right into it. My name is Mark Nato. I'm one of your hosts tonight, and we're going to bring in uh, two lovely co-hostesses. Uh, let's bring in first Jessica. What's up? Hey guys, how's it going? I'm uh, really glad to be here with you. Again, we're missing our Vin because he's got a bunch of stuff going on, but I love seeing you guys and I'm glad that we're like making this work, even if we have to leave some people out occasionally. Yeah, Vin, Vin's, Vin moved and he's unpacking boxes and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So, um, yeah, he's probably, ha- he probably hasn't watched much other yeah. than <laughs> yeah. what he is required to watch for, uh, for our, episodes so uh, all right taminator we heard you what's up oh <laughs> ditto everything that jessica said it's so good to see you guys and it's just i'm so happy it's october yay i am Whee! i am Woo! as well it's it's very nice uh it's my favorite time of year yeah weather's great yes <laughs> um and, and and all of the, the watches uh, the are stuff, great yeah yeah all the stuff coming out yeah it's really awesome truly awesome so as we talk about october and and let's go through and and real quick real quick what is the one film that you have to watch every october tamnator just one (laughs) okay don't laugh at me but the one that i kind of like i'm a a year-round horror girl so i don't Mm -hmm. like save my heart but the one that i always try to watch in october is hocus pocus Hocus Pocus, which I still have never seen. I, uh, and I know the new one just came out. So yeah, now I, I can do a, a back to back, a double feature. We'll see. Maybe I'll get to it uh, this, yeah. this this October. What about you, Jessica? The one movie. Yeah. Uh, well, during pumpkin carving, my daughter and I always watch Coraline. So mm. that's the one movie guaranteed I watch every October. Mm. All right. Now, I mean, there's. There's probably a handful of movies that I got to watch every, every October. And, and since we're only saying one, come on, you know, it's got to be Halloween 1978. <laughs> That's the one it does, you know, I, I watch it throughout the year, of course. Uh, but I always watch it. It's, it's already started to be on like TV. So it'll mm-hmm. pop up and I'll just have it on the background wherever it tends to, 
to pick up from and and then I will watch it absolutely on Halloween itself. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. Just lots of little, little, uh, traditions and stuff. Mm-hmm. My, my, my 11 year old really wants to go see uh, Halloween ends and it's just not happening. It's just not <laughs> happening. He's not, he's not ready for that. He, he hasn't watched oh. any of the other ones. Oh, like, so I'm what's like, making him want to see this one? Did he see a trailer or something? Probably. He just, he kind of wants to be in, uh, the horror club, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his, uh, yeah. I'm making his... Raina go see that with me. Cause I've made her watch, you know, the other two in the theater and she's not looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested to see how they're going to do it because it's years down the road. They time jump. And then there's like a case about a, a boy babysitter who's accused of killing a kid that he was, you know, babysitting, whatever. And that somehow jumps into Michael. My- I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what, what they're going to do. Well, we'll I just see. saw the trailer yesterday when I was at the movies and it just, it looks almost like a, it could be happening exactly when the last one was going on. And I know it's not. But it just yeah. looks like maybe they like filled them, filmed them back to back or something. And I'm I didn't sure like the did. last one. So yeah. I'm sure they filmed them uh, very, very close to each other. So, yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's uh, let's jump into the news feed. The news feed. We just got a couple of things. Uh, I mean, if we talked about everything that was going on, we'd just be going and on and on and on. Uh, <laughs> There's just a few things that I wanted to point out. The the Crow. Did you hear about this reboot? They're doing. Did anybody like the Crow? Anybody a fan of the Crow? Brandon Lee. I love the Crow. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like that rebooted. perfect age. <laughs> it's being rebooted. It's starring Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, and I think I heard like yeah. rumors that they were going to do it at some point in the past, yeah. but I didn't know it was actually like coming out in a thing. Well, it, it's a it's a wrap. They, they already wrapped production. So, you know, however long it takes for them to, you know, edit and do all that stuff. Um, but probably see it in 2023. I bet you. So that's, that's cool. That's a, that's his a career thing. has really taken off. He is like in everything. Well, I mean, he's, he's just got, uh, he's got a look about him. Yeah, he does. And he he's does. got that, uh, ability to make those facial expressions. Like, yeah, I, that's I know true. it's, you know, so I mean that whole family is so full of talent. I yeah. could I could watch any of them, even the dad. <laughs> yep. You know? They're yep. all so great. So I love it whenever I see any of them in a movie. Um here here's one that I don't know whether to to be happy or <laughs> upset about, but Eli Roth and fifty cent join forces. For three upcoming horror movies, including one called Creature House, uh, I guess they're they're coming together to I guess produce those. Um, I don't think they'll they'll be in any of them, but uh, you know. All right, I well, Fifty Cent is very hubba hubba. First of all, so I hope that I hope he is in one. He but <laughs> I, mean, I mean, those are two people that I like. Although I've always said I think Eli's completely full of himself. But yeah, I, I, I well, I'll, I'm gonna go in with an open heart. Yeah, there's there's three. One is called The Gun. Uh, when a young man with a bright future seeks to get revenge for his father's murder, he finds a gun that is haunted by an evil force. Haunted mm-hmm. gun. Ooh. 
um, Trackmaster, uh, a burgeoning rap duo. Can you imagine 50 Cent being involved here? Uses a beat of mysterious origins in their new single and accidentally unleashes an ancient spirit that brutally murders anyone who hears it. Now, I love that. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Like a sinister beat. That, that is yeah. I like that. Uh, and then I Creature House. Idea. After the untimely death of a legendary makeup and visual effects guru, a group of his friends and foes gather at his studio, only to find themselves trapped in the artist horror movie museum as the exhibition creatures supernaturally come to life. That's kind of cool, too. So I just wanted to put that out there. Those all sound like 50 cent stories that he like is like okay i need somebody to go in on me with yeah. these maybe he was friends with him or something i don't know but yeah i don't know how they how they uh joined together kind of weird yes it is a weird pairing but yeah. okay <laughs> um here's another little tidbit of bill scars card news <laughs> uh robert eggers who it's been rumored for years that he is remaking nosferatu or at mm-hmm. least reimagining it and it was supposed to be with um, Anya Taylor-Joy was going to be in it or whatever. Well, Bill Skarsgård is going to be in it. And my guess is that he'll be Orloff. That's my guess, right? Um, okay, yeah. so this project's still a go. Yeah. Oh, it's still a go. Because I actually, you know, usually I'm kind of weary of stuff like this. And Ostratu is one of my favorite movies ever. But I'm, like, really excited by the project so eggers will do it justice he, he will yeah. do it very well and um th- here's the neat thing uh anya taylor joy is now off the project and in her place is lily rose depp oh. who who i think is actually a pretty good young actress um yeah, yeah. i've only really seen her in funny stuff i think so i don't know how good her acting is but i like the look yeah. her look yeah, I've seen her in a couple of, uh, um, you know, serious. Pro- and I think she's pretty good. So I think, I think, wasn't she in that yoga hosers? Oh, that was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen her in that. Absolutely. Looking what she's been in here. Yeah. Um, see if I've seen her. Tusk, yoga hosers. Yeah. Um, the Kevin Smith. Mm, I don't know a lot of these other ones, to be honest. Because I think she's friends with uh, Kevin Smith's daughter. <gasps> you know what? Yeah, saw her in, she was in that movie Silent Night, Jessica, that I didn't like, but mm-hmm. you yep. did, yeah. And the last thing I want to talk about is I know some people are just over it, um, The Walking Dead. Uh, but when it comes to talking about horror TV, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, it, it really changed the game. <laughs> it really showed that um, people would watch a really well-made horror TV show. Um, I'm sad to say that, you know, I think it's the final, final six or eight episodes, uh, premieres October 2nd. And, um, you know, I, I was, I was all the way in until like Rick left. And, and then I, I think I just needed a break. It was it was appointment TV for my wife and I. Like oh yeah, nights we yeah, were watching, uh, and I didn't even I didn't even blink when Glenn died. I know a lot of people left the series, that, like when that's Glenn when died. I left. Yeah, you know I understand it. It's just the way it is. I mean, this is a, this is a cruel world that they're in. So anybody can die at any time. So, but 
I think I just needed a break. And then about three months ago, I, uh, I started watching from where I left off and one and, and I got hooked again and it's really, it's really good. I mean, a lot of new characters, um, which is difficult when you have a, when you have a series where you're so invested in these characters and what they're doing, where you have kind of like a turnover in characters, um, it's difficult, but they, they've done a good job and I'm, I'm looking to see how, looking forward to see how they, they finish it up. Um, I think, uh, if Daryl dies, I'm out, (laughs) but yeah, I think, um, I got to a point, I don't want to spoil it, but I got to a point where somebody died and it was, it wasn't the, it made me leave the show. It was just like, I just couldn't watch it anymore. Cause same exact for me. I didn't leave because Glenn died. I was just like, I don't know. It had become so formulaic and it kind of turned more into a, um, Soap opera drama kind of a thing. I was going to talk about it a little tonight because I was going to bring up Tales of the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my older son, my 26-year-old son, he did the same thing. He stopped watching about the same time I did. And then he recently picked it back up. And he's trying to convince me. He's like, Mom, it ends up getting so good. And, you know, he can't wait either. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean to pick it up eventually. It's just that there's so much, like, good TV out now. Yeah. Right. Back then, well, that was, this... like, kind of the only... Right, exactly. This is, this is really good TV. It really is. I promise you. Yeah. Uh, it's just, and, like, and I feel it... like I would have to, like, rewatch some of it again. Yeah. Like, no I mean, I don't feel thing. like it's it was, like, formulaic. I think, I mean, it was following the, the comic books, but it, it is what it is. It, it is a, it is a, it's a drama you know, that follows this group of survivors. And it's more so about the human um, monster <laughs> than mm-hmm. it is uh, about necessarily the walkers and the walkers become kind of like a background type of thing. So you right. can lose the, the scariness of the walkers in, in right. that, you know, but. And that's what I'm in it for mostly, you know, like I love the beginning of the series. Um yeah. And I understand, like, the humans are the monsters, but it just gets frustrating to keep watching them fight each other, like, you know, over all these seasons. It's yeah. just so annoying. It's like, you guys obviously need to just band together if you want to survive. So it's just, it gets really frustrating when they get in these weird feuds between different groups of people. And I'm like, I literally don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but you think about it, that's what would happen. I know, but I don't want to watch absolutely it. what that's would funny. happen. That's why I don't hang out with people. Because it would be... <laughs> It would be too easy, and the, the the show wouldn't be good. You just build a build a city with walls, and then you never let the walkers in, and everything's good. You know, uh, it, it's it's people wanting power and control, and ha- take advantage of the situation to, uh, you know, satisfy their own urges and all that. So uh, it's totally, uh, you know, for me, it's 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 good stuff because I I like that. I like that um, the character study uh, and and they they've had some really good episodes where they they just follow one character and they kind of do like a character study on that episode on that uh, character and it's really good that's good stuff and yeah I'm sure I'm, it is just like kind of yeah. long you know yeah. I like more succinct oh, yeah. series usually because you get to a point where you're like okay how long am I going to care about this for. I'm telling you, you should care about it. <laughs> okay. Finish it up. Finish it up. Finish it up. I will eventually. I will yes. too, eventually. Yeah. All right. And let's see. I think that's probably all that we need to 
to chat about. I can't think of anything else, uh, really. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to go through the calendar so you can mark your calendars. Woohoo! Woohoo! Mark calendars! Mark calendars! We are back and it's time for mark your calendars. Now, I'm not going to go through and, and, and give descriptions, uh, and synopsis about all these because there's a lot. And, and again, I will make the caveat or make the statement. This is not all. There's always going to be stuff dropping. This is, this is mostly the mainstream stuff that mostly people will be seeking out. Um, I did not include a lot of the, you know, really, really B level stuff that just goes straight to VOD and, you know, because there's just too much and I don't want to be here for 30 minutes just reading names of, of films. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, October 2nd on AMC plus, uh, is the new interview with the vampire TV show. I know uh, Taminator will talk to us a little bit about that first episode because she's an AMC plus member and she, yes. uh, she got a, an early preview of it. So I was, I was, I was really close yesterday to, to uh, subscribing to AMC plus just to watch it, <laughs> but I ended up watching something else, which I'll talk about. And I'm, I'm glad I did. Uh, October 5th on sci-fi is Chucky season two is dropping. And I didn't, I never finished season. I one. didn't either. I didn't either. Um, oh, I did. I liked it. Not that I didn't like Thank it. You. I was just, it was just stuff happening. What mm-hmm. this one, it looks like it's a whole new storyline and, and he's in, he's in some, um, uh, either, uh, home for kids or school for kids or whatever, like uh, <laughs> run by nuns. Okay. That sounds of, good. It, <laughs> that sounds <fun>. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also on October 5th on Netflix, uh, Mr. Harrigan's phone. And you hear about this one? I think. Yes. It's, about, it's a Stephen it, it King. Look, yeah. Looks, mm-hmm. looks well done. He gets yep. a, uh, the guy dies and he gets a message from him, right? From the grave. Yep. Kind of That's a really that. good story. Yeah. Uh, remember that, um, Twilight Zone where the guy is getting the call and it's from his mom who's, who they just buried? I'm sure oh, I do. I, think I can't I remember that. That's a like, good yeah. one. At the end, you see the, Barely. you see the phone line going out the window and like into the ground. It was actually kind of cool. Uh, also on sci fi on October 5th, Reginald the Vampire. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> it's, you know. Reginald the Vampire. Sounds like a comedy to me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, October 6th, dropping on Shutter is Deadstream. This one, it looks really good. This is about a, um, I guess a kind of YouTuber where uh, he's trying to get as many hits as possible. And he says he's going to spend the night in one of the ha- most haunted houses in the, uh, the country. And as you can imagine, things go awry. Um, October 7th is a big day uh, on Netflix is uh, Mike Flanagan's the midnight club. Yay. Which is based on uh, Christopher Pine, I think, or Pike, maybe Pike is um, oh, yeah. book midnight club. Um, so uh, that it's kind of like an anthology thing. So each, each uh, episode will be its own separate story. Uh, and then Hellraiser on Hulu. Looking forward to that. Uh, it's got, it's got good reviews so far. It's supposed oh, to good. be uh, really good. Um, October 7th on Netflix, no Netflix, luckiest girl alive. Anybody heard about this one? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think if I had heard of this one or not. Um, let me see. Let me see. Oh yeah, this is um, it stars Mila Kunis, and I think it's more of like a a thriller instead of a straight horror. Oh, I like her a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, October seventh on Paramount Plus is Significant Other, where two um, boyfriend and girlfriend go hiking, and one of them is uh, uh, is it uh, Micah Monroe? Yes. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. I'll watch anything she's in. Yes. She's yeah. Usually, she yeah. usually picks very good projects. Yep. Uh, and as they're hiking, I guess they uh, sinister things start to happen. I'm always up for hiking horror. Yes. Sorry, I tried to hit the cough button and it it didn't work. So, Uh, also on October seventh on Netflix is called Glitch. This looks like it's either South Korean or Japanese. My guess is South Korean, but uh, it's a TV show, so it's episodic and it's about a a girl who is investigating the um, disappearance of her boyfriend, who she believes is. Um, taken by aliens. But, oh. Yeah. October 7th on VOD is The Visitor. I've heard good things about this. I don't know, really know anything about it, um, but I heard it was a good movie. Uh, I'm excited about this. October 9th on Showtime. I didn't know we were so close to getting this, but uh, let the right one in. The TV show is starting. Uh, oh, do you remember? Wow. It was oh. I mean, years ago when we were talking about it. And remember, it was M. Night Shyamalan, right? Who mm-hmm. was attached to to do this, and and it's come way from that. He's not attached to this, I don't think, in any way. Oh, I was gonna ask. I don't, I don't think so. Maybe he's a producer, but that's it. But I'm I'm excited because um, it, it looks good. I saw a, a little trailer. Um, uh, Hulu on October 10th. This one looks really good. It's kind of like uh, you remember that. What was that thing that kept popping up on the internet? M- Momo. Remember oh that? yeah, that it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah. I think this is kind of in the same vein, but it's called Grim Cuddy. Yeah, I'm not uh, watching that. No. Yes, <laughs> that looks good. And by the way, I want I want to say this: Hulu has stepped up its game. Yeah, one hundred percent. This October, um, where I think Amazon Prime just yep, totally. They let go of their Blumhouse Presents thing. Yep. That's no no longer a thing. Um. Uh, and so Hulu is the one that's really stepping up. Yeah. Um, October 11th on VOD, Deep Fear. Uh, October 11th on VOD, Spirit Halloween. I can't wait for that. <laughs> that's, you know, that's just one that looks like that's it's actually, great fun. that's out at the movies here. It was, I, and I was like, should I see that or should I see Smile? And I ended up going to Smile. So really, it's out at the movies? It, 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 it here. So where I live, I can go an hour north to Paducah or I can go an hour south to Nashville. And it was playing in Nashville. And I'm like, man, which, and so I watched the trailers for both. And that one, I mean, it definitely looks like a kid's movie. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go to Smile. And, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it because it might be something that me and my kids can watch together. It looks like that that uh, kind of a movie, yeah. yeah. Like a Goosebumps type thing. Maybe. Exactly like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also on uh, October 11th on the CW, The Winchesters, which I guess is a prequel maybe to Supernatural. You oh. Know, that film oh. or that, that series. Yeah. Uh, October 13th on Shudder, uh, Dark Glasses, which... 
if I remember, isn't that um what's his name? Well, I, can't I don't know what that one is. Isn't it Argento? Let's I'm see. pretty sure Argento uh made a movie. It's called Dark Glasses. Look it up. Uh it's kind of his Aja, Aja yep. Argento. Argento, yep. yep. Yeah. So uh yeah, I'm I'm gonna give that a, a watch just because it's Argento. We'll see. We'll see. I mean he I, I don't know. I it says uh lost direct, his touch. Directed and and co written by him. So Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. We'll give it a chance. He's earned that, right? <laughs> and then, then they're straight up calling it a Jalo. So Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Nice. Um October fourteenth, cannot wait. Uh in cinemas and on Peacock. It's Halloween ends. Um I don't care. I don't I just don't think people are gonna be like it's gonna stink. I don't care. It's a Halloween movie. It's it's October. I'm gonna be there. You, you yeah. do you, Mark. You do you. I'll do me. Yeah. <laughs> um two thousand uh October fourteenth on VOD is called Old Man. Don't know what that is. Um uh, I'm October intrigued. 17th v- <laughs> VOD uh is two witches. Uh if you have arrow which is a streaming service from Arrow. Uh, it's already premiered on October 1st. Uh, October 18th on VOD, The Loneliest Boy in the World. Um, I've heard some things about this, but I don't know what the heck it's about. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Uh, where are we at? Uh, October 19th on FX and Hulu, American Horror Story. NYC, New York City. I, I didn't even know that. What? Did anybody know a premise? I don't. My guess is that it it's horrors in New York City. I don't know. <laughs> uh, again, I just Lucky. know what will happen. I'll get hyped about it. I'll watch three episodes. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I'll just not care to watch it anymore. <laughs> I don't. That's just my my pattern with American Horror Story. So, uh, October 21st on Hulu again is Matriarch. That one looks good. I've seen the trailer for that. Uh, Tammy's big one here, October 22nd on Shutter VHS 99. She loves those VHS <laughs> movies. October 25th on Netflix, uh, Del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, Yay. which I'm pumped about, but I saw like a picture, a still, and it was pretty bad CGI. No. So please don't. Uh, I don't, I just hope it's not a bunch of bad CGI. Uh, and then October 28th on Netflix is Wendell and wild, which is that, uh, uh, kind of like a claymation thing, like the Wallace and Gromit mm-hmm. type uh, thing. I'm not sure exactly who made it, but yeah, so that's a lot of stuff. If you look on places like voodoo, uh, V U D U, you mm-hmm. know, that, that has a lot of stuff that you can rent. Um, that it's, it's just VOD, but it's not really, you're not going to hear about it in the mainstream. It's just a lot of stuff. And if you just go into voodoo, you hit movies and you hit recently released, you can, uh, um, put it, uh, the filter to horror. And I mean, it's got, it's got tons of stuff. Uh, devil's workshop. Did you know there's a, there's a bring it on movie. It's a slasher. It's called Bring It On, Cheer or Die. <laughs> no, but I've I want to. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm sure it's absolutely terrible. But, um, you know, uh, there's a film called Pumpkin Hole. If you don't want to see that, I don't want to know you. 
um, pumpkin hole. What the is nice that? Thing is, the nice thing too about Voodoo is they do a lot of the in, like if you don't feel like going to the movies, they do a lot yes. of stuff that's like in theater right now that maybe they'll. I don't know. I I think it doesn't end up costing probably much more than a movie ticket, maybe a little more, but you just don't about, feel like going, yeah, you know? Yeah. And you can order stuff. I mean, you've got, I, I'm not going to go through here because it would take us forever, but you can already pre-order smile mm-hmm. for 1999. Um, I don't, Jeepers creepers reborn is coming out. I don't know if it's out already, but that's on there. The film called After She Died, The Inhabitant, Possession. These are all films that uh, are new, but it just aren't getting, you know, any, mm-hmm. you know. So Conjuring the Beyond, which is not related to the Conjuring universe, but that's just what it's called. Um, yeah, so that's a that's a good resource. Go on to Voodoo and uh, you'll see what's coming out. So... All right. So there you go. Your, your calendar should be full and you should have no, and, and that does not even include every single, like you've got AMC, you've got Turner classic movies, you've got I mean, the fear fest and the Turner classic movies always has ton- October's just full of horror movies. If you can't find a good creepy movie to watch in October, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Cause they're all over the place. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, 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 what I enjoy doing in October, I really do. I enjoy watching the old stuff that I, that I know I like. Yeah. Uh, and I know being a part of this podcast, I, I have to watch new stuff. It's just, but uh, I just like the, the good old comfort food stuff. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm losing my, um, like my horror edge as far as like, what I really like and what I don't like, I like it. I don't know if it's my age or what, or it's just because I've watched so many films. Like I, I'm, I'm moving from kind of like real serious, you know, horror, like into like, I like the fun stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's because I can watch the fun stuff with my kids and it, and it not like scar them for life. I don't know. Um, but, it's just the way it definitely I, helps. Yeah. Like, like for instance, like Pearl, we'll talk about it, but I thought that was fun. I still, I'm still not sure if I would show that to my kids, but it was still, it was still fun uh, and creepy at the same time. Um, but like, uh, like, I don't know if I would watch the witch with my kids. You know what it is? I think you like, there was so much of that serious stuff for a while that I think we have to watch so much stuff. Sometimes I just need something different. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I do, I do like, I do like the serious stuff, but like, I need a. I thought there was a departure from fun it's, horror. Yes, very, there yes. for a while, and it, it always had to be high. Until Barbarian came along, then that was felt. Yeah, that's oh, what one of the things I loved turn. about it was. Yeah. I felt like I was going back to old school horror. Yeah, and that's what was so great yeah. about it. And don't get me wrong, like I love The Witch, I love Hereditary, mm-hmm. I love yeah. Midsummer, I love those are heavy films though. Mm-hmm. Like and and like horror a lot of times for me is just escape. I just want to sit down and be yeah. uh, transported and, and have a a great story and be you know and I want to have fun with it. So yeah. like, I felt like I was getting bogged down with 
too much unfun horror, yeah. you know, but yeah. anyway. Yeah. Okay. You were going to say something, Jessica? I was just going to say, it's also like a lot harder to share that experience with someone, you know, cause yeah. like not as many people are on board with watching something that heavy or deep. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's... it's like, it's so much easier to have your family or have your friends watch a movie with you when you know, it's going to be more fun. <laughs> yeah. Now I'll tell you this, we're going to get to uh, a TV show that I watched, which I'm sure I know Tammy at least watched it that, that was really not fun. I know what you're talking about. I watched it <laughs> but, too. Yeah. So we'll talk, ah. we'll talk about it. So we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to go around the rotten round table and talk about what we've been watching. Hey, love horror movies. Yeah, so do we. Handpicked by experts, psychos, demons, ghosts, the occult, zombies, Killer Kids, Black Magic, Vampires, Shutter Kills, Netflix on Selection, Screams on Demand, Shutter.com. All right, we're back, and it's time to go around the Rotten Roundtable, talk about what we've been watching. Taminator, why don't you come in first? What is something you've been watching? Well, I'm going to bring up one that I saw at the movies that I really thought was going to end up at the bottom of my pile. I really expected it to be crap, and it wasn't. And that is Smile. Did you guys see it? I really wanted I to see, see it. I did see it. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica saw it. I, I really wanted to see it uh, on Friday night, and it just didn't happen for me. I'm, I'll probably see it tomorrow during the day. And I've heard good things. I've heard I've, – I've, this is what I've heard. Mm -hmm. I've heard it's very kind of cliche and paint by the numbers. Yep. But it's made very well. Yep. And it does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. So a brief little synopsis. And I just saw this yesterday. So I wanted to be sure to, you know, whether I liked it or not, I was going to bring it up since I saw it at the movies, but I pleasantly liked it a lot. So after witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. As an overwhelming terror begins taking over her life, Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. So like I said, I got there. I paid my $10. Cinemark has now gone up to like almost $11 for a ticket. Not even at nighttime. This is during the day. So I, that was a little bit of a shock. So I got my seat and I was like, why did I just, pay? I should have just stayed home and watched something. I know this is going to stink, you know? And when it started, it felt, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a poor man's, um, it follows. That's what it felt like to me. And for the first half of it kind of was, but then it started going and it reminded me so much of that movie from last year, Malignant, mm. where the whole time you, you're, you think you're watching one movie and then all of a sudden it just like goes and it turns into something completely different. Um, and so I think there's two ways you could watch this. I think you could just be like, oh, this is just a cookie cutter horror movie with a ton of really good jump scares. and that would be totally fine. But by the end, I think it was a much smarter movie telling a much deeper story than I thought that it initially was. Um, it has one of it. Like I said, it's full of really, really good jump scares that that part was just so fun. It takes a lot for me to like, you know, and plus I saw this on the late Saturday afternoon. So I was like in a theater full of people, my normal seat, which is all the way up at the top in the 
far back right corner <laughs> was taken by some rude people. So I had to like kind of sit more in amongst the masses and everybody was, you know, screaming and jumping. So that part was fun. <laughs> Didn't you have your name on it? <laughs> it was so rude. Um, it, I will say, though, it has one of the best. I'm giving it creature of the year so far. One of the best creatures I've seen in a long time. And like I said, I think it was just. It's a little more serious than you think. And I think it's trying to, I don't, it's so new. I really don't want to give too much away, but I think it's really dealing with guilt and suicide and that kind of thing. So it's, there's some heaviness to it. I mean, there's it, well, it's a movie about suicides and witnessing suicide. So that part can be, and they show it. So that part can be a little like, ah, that was maybe not so pleasant to watch. But like I said, really good jump scares and a pretty smart story i think when it all comes together at the end and a really terrifying uh creature and it but it does have one of those endings that in, like the premises reminds me a lot of it follows where it happens to you and then you have to pass it to someone else in order to get rid of it blah 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 and at the end you don't you know did she get rid of it didn't she was it ever really there in the first place it's kind of that kind of a thing so i really ended up liking it and i would say go see it especially if you like a good jump scare, it was really fun. So, and yes, a lot of them are in the trailer. That is a gripe of mine. So you're going to know a lot of those are coming, but there was a lot that I didn't know were coming that definitely got me. Mm -hmm. I appreciated that. So, yeah. yeah. What do you think, Jessica? Yeah, I actually, I really enjoyed it too. And I agreed with most of what you said. There was like a couple of nitpicks that I had. Um, but again, for this kind of a movie, it's totally fine. I thought I was going to be a lot worse. Um, but the jump scares are pretty good. But there are like a billion jump scares, like way too many. Yeah. Um, which yeah. don't work on me. But it was hilarious being in a movie theater filled with not only my daughter, who literally reacted to every single jump scare, but grown adults who are like screaming and gasping all over the place. That was really fun. Yeah. Are just not seasoned, you know, horror That's watchers. Right. And so it was pretty hilarious um, and enjoyable for me being in the audience because we had like a packed theater. Um, the other thing I didn't realize the main actress, uh, I don't know if you pronounce this Sosi Bacon. That's, um, Kevin Bacon's daughter, apparently. Oh, really? It is? Yeah. Oh. yeah. I just was looking at the cast wow. and I was like, oh, her last name's Bacon. So I checked and yeah, she's, um, Kira Sedwich and, uh, Kevin Bacon's daughter. Oh, she um, doesn't anything like either one of them. I never would have guessed that. She does kind of have like a weird face and she's very thin so i can kind got, of yeah she's got very masculine the bacon in her the that's the bacon in her for sure <laughs> yeah. yeah i thought she was good although i did kind of feel like she became a nervous wreck very quickly um so <laughs> i was like okay i would like to see a better progression of that but um that's kind of my only like real nitpick um but overall i really like the ending um, there are some scenes towards the ending that are really good, surprisingly. Like, they yeah. could have been bad. Um, there's one effect that's a little reminiscent of something that they try to pull off in the new It movies that I thought they did a terrible job at. And in this, it really worked. Um, and yeah, just some, like, really cool scenes. My daughter and I were talking after the movie about one of the scenes that looks like maybe it's partially animated or something. 
And she was like, hey, what did you think of the effects in this one scene? And I was like, I thought it looked super cool. And she's like, I did too, but I didn't know if you were going to think it looked dumb. I was like, no, I thought it was awesome. So they tried out some stuff that I felt like was successful, but maybe other people won't feel the same way. But I still think it's cool that they tried them. So I definitely I, I, see it. I think what um, the creature, I think it's something that scares me personally. That look with um, like all the teeth and all that. So I just thought that was really. So maybe if if that's what you think is scary, I don't know. But I yeah. mean, it got me. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you got me. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, I'll go see it tomorrow, and uh, I can weigh in next time. But I, I'm I'm glad. It reminds me of I don't know a couple years ago. I remember we we were going to the the theater and there was stuff coming out like lights out. Remember lights out. I mean, mm -hmm. it's yeah. not a cinematic masterpiece, but it was fun. Yeah. There were yeah. jump scares. I remember seeing it in a, in a packed theater and people just screaming and, and then in turn laughing, yes. you know, because they're having such a good time. And that's, we need more of that. Yeah. Um, I was this is like, surprised by lights out. I remember when I saw yeah. it, I was like, yeah, me too. and then it was really pretty good. There's supposed to be a lights out too, uh, coming out at some point, but I don't well, know. Well, this that... is a lot of fun, but it it does get really heavy at the end. Like Jessica, some of the the scene with her and her mom, it was yeah. really heavy. Um, so, eh, you know, I yeah. mean, get be prepared for that. Like I said, though, I think there's a deeper story going on here, and I think yes, she does become like very erratic psych kind of like psychotically disturbed very early but i think by the end of the story i think looking back i think she was already a lot more farther gone than we realized at the beginning of the movie so yeah. just from some stuff that she's been through that she never really dealt with so yeah. right yeah really good definitely though. like a story of like crappy things happening to people who deserve it the least <laughs> yes for sure they've been through enough leave them alone yeah yep yep very good all right well that's smile so jess what have you been watching well the first thing i want to bring up because it's my favorite of the bunch and honestly my favorite so far for the year is pearl by ty west um which is the pre the prequel to x um, as everyone is probably aware. So if you haven't seen X, um, well, you could still go see Pearl, but they'll kind of help flush out the story a little better for you. But basically, we're seeing the origins of somebody, um, you know, where they're come, <laughs> where their kind of psychosis first originates. And it's set back in the day. Um, when when is it set exactly? Do you guys 19, 1918. Yeah. 1918. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tammy. Yep. <laughs> um, but this girl's just like living on a farm. Her family's from Germany. They've had it rough and um, her father is struck by an illness. There's like a pandemic occurring, you know, that's kind of messing up everyone locally and everyone's, you know, afraid. So that part of it, it feels really relevant for today, too. Um, Wasn't that like the Spanish flu or something? The Spanish flu of 1918, yeah. Yeah. That killed more people than thinking. both of the Great Wars together. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. But so this girl, you know, she's pretty young, but she's kind of stuck on this farm helping take care of her father. And you just kind of see uh, what happens when she hits her breaking point. <laughs> Because, you know, she's going through her growing pains. She wants to make her own life for herself. And 
you know, it's just so hard for her to yeah. obtain that. And so she just, you know, she's obviously got a screw loose or something to begin with, probably. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> but, know. Do you think so? Or do you think it yeah, was just she was made that way? I don't know. No. Yes, I yes think... and yes. Well, yes I mean, like, yes. yes, she's made that way, isn't she was born that way, I think. With the screw I think loose. So. Just yeah. based on some of the things that her mother says to her. Yeah. You know, about mm-hmm. how she's always been fearful of her. Yeah. To me, it makes it feel like she's always kind of had something a little off about her. Um, but with that aside, this movie is so fun. It's so colorful. I love the whole stylization and the music and the way it's edited. It's a- absolute perfection you know, for like this period of time. Um, I yeah. think Ty West is amazing. This yes. is probably, I mean, this has to be my favorite from him yeah. so far. I just like really, you, really love this movie. Two, two scenes really stood out to me. Number mm-hmm. one was her dance tryout. Uh-huh. That was phenomenal. I like yeah. it. Really, it was great. And then, and then near the end, her, it, it seemed like a 10 minute monologue. At the table, right? where I, she give starts. Give her an Oscar. Give her an yeah. Oscar. That was Dude. one take. Yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. she she really did a great job uh, in the in that role. So. Yeah, and then also like the ending credits for me is what is like the absolute cherry on top of the psychotic pie. Yeah. Like yeah. it's so great. I love it. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. It, it was it good. Was so much fun. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you. It it was, it was good stuff. Good stuff. I'll tell you, my daughter was very uncomfortable during the scarecrow scene. Yeah, that. Was yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She was like nervously laughing. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> there, there was something going around, something going around about like the um, the parallels between Pearl and the Wizard of Oz. Look oh, it up on yeah. YouTube. Look it up on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I haven't looked up anything, but I definitely felt that in watching it myself was just that, like, there's definite, like, um, yeah. Wizard of Oz love going on here. Yeah, but it it was it was it was one of the most beautiful movies of the year. I mean, it really oh, yeah. the colors really popped and really nice uh, outfits and, and all that. And we'll, we'll talk more about outfits and all that here with my pick yeah. coming up. So, <laughs> All right. So for me, like I said, we're going to talk about outfits. Uh, we're going to talk about don't worry, darling. Okay. Uh, do you see this one too, Jess? She's seeing it tonight. To- uh, I, I know Taminator, you know, she said it, it. She said it. That what did you say? I said it was a five movie in a ten dress. No. Yeah. No. This movie is so good. It is so. First of all, I was mesmerized <laughs> by Florence Pugh. Like, yep. wow. I don't usually like her. I fell in love with her. She you don't usually so... like her. I don't. I don't uh, like her face. Like, she's just oh one of those people. Oh my gosh, her and Karen <laughs> I Gillian. Her cute little face. What is I, wrong with I, you? It's 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 me. It's not you. It's me oh, for man. sure. Okay. Also, I've never looked up how tall she is, but she looks like she's a fellow shorty. Yeah, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like a kindred spirit. Well, she's not her. like this tall, thin. You know, she looks like she's got a little uh, uh, 
little meat on her bones. So to oh, speak, yeah. Whatever. I appreciate but that. Yeah. She, her, her face is just really gorgeous. And then the outfits, you know, the fifties housewife outfits oh, and stuff yeah. that it, it was just pretty cool, man. I, I just, I love the whole set design of this movie. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> I did not see the twist coming. I didn't see it. I was like, I didn't either, and I was so disappointed by it. I was like, oh. Are you kidding me? I loved um, it. This, I it's loved an episode, it. Oh, it's one it's of an those. It's an episode of Black Mirror. All right, don't yeah. spoil it for me before I will. I will not. It's just, I it would it. have been a great Black Mirror episode. It does not lend itself to a full-length movie. I, so, like, I 100% even, disagree. So you think mm. even if, like, you're one of those people that don't appreciate the twist, that it, like discredits everything else about it absolutely 100 percent, i do however this why this is that's exactly what i said about last night in soho and this is the same thing it's so beautiful that you're just like the whole time that you're watching it but the story you're like that oh okay darn <laughs> no don't yes. don't let that spoil spoil you. Uh, i'll just give you a little synopsis of 1950s housewife living with her husband and a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets. It's directed by Olivia Wilde, who was also uh, starring in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Styles. Is he did it. such a good job. Like I couldn't. He's, believe- good. He's really good. It's good in it. Um, and um, Chris Pine is in it. He's kind of like the creepy cult leader. So, so to speak. Yeah. Did you like him I- in that role, by the way? Who, Chris Pine? Yeah. Oh, he was creepy as heck. I'm, I'm like excited I'm like, to see guy. him in this kind of a role. Yeah. He does it well. Very yeah, he, well. Like, he does it well. Very sinister. Sinister, yeah. sinister yes. But like under the surface. So yes. Like very passive aggressive mm. sinister. Like he's yeah. very pat yes. He's kind and, and says all the right things, but you know underneath he's like a you know freak. Um yeah. <laughs> so I, I look. Black Mirror, whatever. It's really good. It's it's done very well. Uh, it, it is two hours and three minutes. It is long. It's a it little long. Really long. They, they could have, but I'm telling you, my my wife loved it. She she's not usually into these kind of movies. At the end, you know, where like there's a chase. Okay, let's just. Oh, say, that was awesome. Like I was on, I was on the edge of my seat. Like I was invested in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's in my top five of the year so far. And it is absolutely <laughs> a movie. <laughs> it is absolutely a movie that I will purchase day one on Blu-ray and it will, nice. it will be playing on my, my screen at home. It is it, just so good. Really, I wanted to think all of those things about uh, it and it is so, much so, better, so much better than the nope. So much better. Oh, I couldn't even finish Nope. I started it on your Plex, and I think I got about 40 minutes in. I'm like, Nope. Yeah. This one, I mean, Uh, I love the, like, this is not even really a a horror movie. mm, There is, there's a mystery. It's, it's very Hitchcockian. Like what? It's it's science. It's more science fiction than horror, but it's definitely thriller, but the mystery in, in, in a drama, like it's really like th- their relationship. It's like 
the whole it runs the whole gamut, you know. Yes. Uh, it, it seems at the beginning like, like this is just a perfect relationship. Yep. Nineteen fifties, you know. Should be your first red flag. <laughs> he, he get he gets his little briefcase and goes to work in his three piece suit. Yeah. And his in his fifty seven Chevy or whatever. Oh, the driving. cars in this movie. Oh my god, oh, and the yeah. clothes <laughs> and the houses. Oh my god, so beautiful. Yeah. Then, but okay, in your synopsis, you said that. You know, oh, his company could be doing evil things. Well, I wanted that. You got that. No, yes, you did. No. Yes, you did. No, I, I can't did. say anything because I can't. I can't the spoil whole it. Thing, the whole thing. I, I, we can't say it because I know. Haven't seen it yet? <laughs> Jessica, go see it tonight. Have fun. I am. I think you will have fun. Okay. And, and, um, you're taking your daughter. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple little, little, uh, oh, she's yeah. almost 18. I'm like, oh, whatever. Sex scenes, it might be a little, <laughs> a little bit. It's pretty hot, though. Okay. Like, okay. She watched Euphoria without us knowing that she had watched Euphoria and then was like, oh, I watched Euphoria. And then I watched Euphoria and I was like, oh my God, you watch this? There's nothing, asking. <laughs> there's nothing in here worse than that scarecrow no. scene. That's for sure. No, there, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, so <laughs> again, I, I know Taminator has her her qualms about it, but I I really enjoyed it, and uh, I had been waiting on this one for a while, and it and it didn't it didn't disappoint. Didn't no, dis- I also enjoyed it, and I would say go see it at the movies. I just wanted there to be, you know, what it you, ended up being versus what because I because you it have to- so many so many preconceived like expectations and yes. stuff of, of films going in. When you like, straight up tell me in the synopsis that it's a creepy company doing creepy things, and that's what I want. It I, is this was a cop out. What you it got is was absolutely a, a creepy company doing creepy things. No, I think you misunderstood. It's just not the in the way that you think. You think that they're going to have. Oh, I see what you're, yeah, yeah, you know. You think that they're going to have. You know. You know, some something in that mountain, like a lab or something, and they're. <laughs> That's what I not, wanted. <laughs> it's not that type of thing. If you no. want to see that. Go watch um oh, what was the movie that I absolutely loved and everyone hated uh, a few years ago. It had um John Hamm and it was at the Mental Institute. Come on, everybody. Come on. John Hamm at a mental institute. I have John no Hamm idea. was at it was one of the doctors, and the guy went it was like a, a big a mental asylum or whatever. And he went to, Oh my gosh, what is that? I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have to look at it because it's going to bug me. Oh. oh, I'm looking. Why can't I find John ham? Are you sure it's John ham? I'm absolutely positive. I'm looking I can't at believe I can't. Remember, this will be edited. <laughs> I'm looking at his movies. I don't see anything it could be. What? Something about wellness. Oh, a cure for wellness? A cure for wellness. Bam. I don't think he was in that, was he? John, John Hamm's not in that. Um, I'm pretty sure he is. But end. Mia Goth is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I hated that movie. I hated that movie too. But oh, that's God. because my least favorite actor of all time was in it. Dane DeHaven 
Erdane DeHaan. That, that guy's, yeah, I hate that guy. Yeah, I like him. Ugh. It was Jason Isaacs, not John Hamm. Uh, oh, that movie's Jason awesome. Isaacs. That movie's awesome. My boyfriend. But that's the one I'm talking about. Go see that because that's that's somebody sinister doing a lab thing behind some kind of, you know. Okay, well, don't worry. Darling's way better than a cure for wellness. Oh, of course it is. Oh, but, good. Uh, just saying. It's good stuff. All good stuff. All right, Tammy, you're next. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> see what my next thing is. Too busy complaining. <laughs> I was. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to do just because it's my next favorite thing. So I caught a documentary called Pennywise, the making of it. And in order to watch it, I got a free trial of Screenbox for like a month, I think on Prime, just so I could watch it. Um, so this is can, a. Can we oh. say this real quick? Screenbox is finally trying to compete, if you know what I mean, like with Shudder. They're starting mm-hmm. to get some original content and some things like that. It took them years. I'm like. It, Why yeah. are you even charging for this? It stinks. It's not yeah. it's, most of it's public access crap. But yeah. So I think well, uh, bloody disgusting uh, took over. Yes, they did. Green box. Mm-hmm. So it's all you know. So they're trying to build it up as their brand. Just letting you nice. know. So for sure, cool. So anyway, yeah, this just came out at the end of July. So this is an in-depth look at the 1990 miniseries based on the Stephen King novel. Um, 30 plus years after its release, the popular two-part miniseries It and its infamous villain live on in the minds of horror fans around the world. Um, and it it's mostly about, like, I thought I knew everything about this miniseries. I've seen it a hundred times. But what mm-hmm. they did was they got absolutely everybody who was involved in making it, starring in it, to be part of this documentary. So unless they had passed on, like, John Ritter, I think... Um, Jonathan Brandis, he, you know, a couple of the people have since died. But other than that, everybody else was, even Tim Curry was in it, which it was so nice to see him because ever since he's had a stroke, we haven't seen much of him. But he was in this documentary and he looks really great. And so that was just nice to see. But it's just a lot is, of. Is he doing better? Yes, he looked. I mean, you could completely understand what he was saying. I don't know oh. if he's just. um come a long way because I I've seen like snippets of him and it was almost like too painful to watch. I hate to say that, but it's like, Oh, you just hate to see that happen to such a dynamic person, you know? Yeah. But he, I mean, you can tell there's a little bit, you can kind of tell that he's had a stroke, but he was completely just carrying on normal conversations and stuff. And you can just like, especially to see him talk about the love that he has for this and that he had for these kids. There's a lot of Stephen King footage I had never seen before. Um, And it was just really, I mean, it's over two hours. I didn't feel any of it. It's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Um, And what's uh, just a lot of people talk. I mean, like, um, I know Seth Green, Tommy Lee Wallace, a lot of the people that, you know, like all of the Mm -hmm. original cast members, but there's also a lot to talk about just how this shaped so many people who saw this when they were a kid and are like horror lovers now. And, you know, just how groundbreaking this was for the time um, for ABC to have picked it up. And it's just really, really interesting. And it's as good as any of those documentaries that are on Shutter. So I just wanted to throw this out there in case somebody was like, oh, it's on Screenbox. I don't know, you know, but this was this is horror or otherwise one of the best documentaries i've seen in a long time 
I want to watch it. You know, when I go to a documentary, I want to learn something new. Like if it's already like a subject I'm, you know, interested in, I probably know quite a bit about it or, you know, this, I, this was two hours of stuff I had never seen before. Didn't know. Um, yeah, it's just really, really good. So if I I would recommend it to anybody for sure. And you can see it for free. Yep. I was definitely one of those kids that like it greatly affected. It was like Mm -hmm. in my top 10 as a little kid. And then I showed it to my daughter, you know, when she was in elementary school and it was her favorite for a long time. She read the book after that in elementary school because I didn't know how bad it was. Mm. Um, and now, Ooh, mommy, yeah. what's what's an orgy? <laughs> I know. And then after I found out, I talked to her about it. She was like totally fine and mature about it. So I was like, okay, well, I guess it's fine. I just want you to read. And I it read was her that book really book. young. So it was her I... favorite book. And then like the new it was her favorite movie, and so it's like yep. very dear to my heart. Yeah. There you go. All right, Jess, you're next. All right. So I'm going to bring up the new Goodnight Mommy that came out this year that came out on Prime. And it was um, like an American remake of Goodnight Mommy from 2014, which we were trying to remember if it was, you know, which country it was from, Mark. And we had said that we thought it was French, but I think it's like German. (laughs) German or Austrian or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. they're definitely because I rewatched it. I guess I should have looked up where it was actually filmed, but they were definitely speaking in German. Um, And the original is so good. I mean, I really, really loved it. I haven't watched it in a long time and rewatching it. I was like, this movie hits me so hard. It's so effective for me. Um, Maybe because I'm a mom. I don't know, but It's just really insane and you really feel for everybody involved. Um, And the remake, um, it's not it's not a terrible remake, especially as far as American remakes go. Um, If you for people who don't know about Goodnight Mommy, the premise is basically uh, that this mother has like a plastic surgery done on her face. And so her face is all covered up and her. Her uh, twin sons are coming home because their parents are split. And so they're coming home to their mother to spend time with her. But she's wrapped up and she's acting really weird. You know, she's not acting like their typical mom. She's a little meaner. um, And so they're confused. And they start thinking like that maybe this isn't actually their mother. um, That maybe she's been replaced. And I think that trying to see this from the perspective you know, of a child and especially because it's during a traumatic time, you know, um, that you, you kind of, it unravels for you as you go throughout the story that something traumatic has kind of happened and just trying to think of how a child is dealing with the situation and how they might think about something. It's really interesting. Um, and it goes to some crazy places, but this version doesn't even touch the original as far as like the lengths that it goes to. Um, So that was a little sad for me. I was really hoping that they were going to go there because for the first half of the movie, I was super on board and I was like, wow, this is a lot better than I was expecting. And then at the end, you know, they changed some things and it's just not as good as the original. It's just not as extreme, Um, but it's still very good. It's, I still would recommend it, although the way that they go, the, the choices they make in this American version 
are kind of reminiscent of that movie, The Twin, and mm-hmm. what they did with that. And, you know, that movie isn't that great, but this is better. This is better than that. Um, yeah. It's just a little underwhelming that they weren't they weren't willing to, you know, go a little more extreme. But now, see, I'm I'm going to have to go back and watch the original mm-hmm. because it's been that came in, came out in what, 2014? Yeah. At least over, you know, where whichever country it's from. I think out here was 2015. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't seen it since then. So yeah. So I, I don't remember how it ended. I don't remember. I mean, I remember really liking that movie. And mm-hmm. my wife and I watched the remake, and we, we liked it, and I, I enjoyed it, and I thought it was well made. Yeah. But I have nothing well to reference, you know, the differences, because I just don't remember. So... Uh, I think for this film, like, or if you, if you don't have any of the original to reference, you might really like it more so than somebody who, you know, like yourself, who really I literally rewatched that, yeah. it right before. Yeah. yeah. Like I just totally d- don't remember. I mean, I remember the premise. I don't remember how it ended. I can't tell you how they changed it. Um, yeah. But I thought Naomi Watts did a good job. And the new one, and the and the kid, um, the kids, right? Is it two? Yeah, um, they're they're, they're twins. Twins. Yeah. yeah, they did a good job. Uh, I like the setting. Yeah, it's all it's all it was all good, but um, you know, yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was totally it's fine even as a remake. Um, oh yes, and you're right, the original is Austrian. Um. Yeah, it's fine. And I would still recommend watching it, especially if, like, maybe you can't handle extreme movies. Yeah. But if you can, I would definitely recommend that you go watch the original because it's truly heartbreaking. And it's also, like, very artfully made. There's a lot of, like, outdoor shots that are, I don't know, they're just so, like, beautiful. And the way that they're shot is just, like, very magnetic, you know? And I just, I yeah. love the original i think my like my score for the original is like very high now after rewatching it mhm yep all right so that's uh good night mommy that's on amazon prime for those of you who do not know all right i'm next and i'll bring up did anyone hear that like oceany sound uh yeah i do kind of hear it i don't know what what it is it's been it's been showing up on the actual on the actual recording. Better <laughs> air up to a conk. Okay. It's gone right it's now. It's gone now. Yeah. I don't know if my um my Yeti's going bad or what. Okay. <clears throat> there it is again. Son of a gun. Oh, maybe it's like when you and I recorded last time, just the two of us, and it was like every time you would start talking, I could I'm hear hearing that a weird lot sound. Of, I'm hearing a lot of Mark's um, like microphone when he's not speaking. Do you hear that, Jessica? It was going on really bad when you were talking, but I didn't know if I was the only one who heard it. I don't think so. But I'm also not really paying that close attention. How about now? Do I sound any different? Mm-mm. I still hear it. 
Yeah, I can still hear it. This is straight up. Straight up, straight up annoying. I don't hear anything. Yeah. You hear it right now? Not right now. Now I hear it. Yep. Sound like we're in a factory or something. I hear it right now. Now I don't. <laughs> now I do. Now I don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't I had, hear it right now. I was on mute the whole time, and I heard it, and I didn't hear it. And so I don't, I don't know. Weird. That's what it is. Well, maybe since all of us aren't hearing it, maybe it's... Oh, no, you said it was showing up on the recording. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you hear that? No. It's yeah, I did. Real loud. Now I hear it. Ridiculous. <laughs> all right. Here we go. All right, so it's my turn, and uh, I'm going to bring up um, Dahmer, which okay. is a uh, Netflix... TV miniseries. It's uh, 10 episodes. And um, Jessica, you didn't watch this, right? She I did. have watched it, but I haven't seen the last episode yet. The last episode. Um, spoiler alert, he dies. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> yes. knew that. You knew that. I knew um, that. I'm only on six. You're on six. Okay. Yeah. I finished you're the whole thing. You're on the worst thing. one. <laughs> ah. I finished the whole thing. Um, can I tell you? I did not realize that Sherry Dahmer is Molly Ringwald. What? I yeah. Right now, yeah, right? Lionel Dahmer, his dad is played by Richard Jenkins, who's great. The best. His his wife that he remarries. That's Molly yeah. Ringwald. I have yeah. no clue. Um, Raina and I knew it immediately. <laughs> we're getting old. We yeah. saw her mouth and we were like, is that Molly? Her Ringwald? voice. Yeah, her, her voice. voice. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it right away. Sorry, I didn't know. Uh, I will say this, man. Th this is a heavy, oh. heavy um, series. And it is not a feel-good type mm -hmm. thing. It's not, and it's not even really horror, so to speak, because it's not told in a, you know, in that kind of horror tropey type um, thing. If you watch a lot of other, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer stuff like like there's a there's a Dahmer movie from the 2000s starring Jeremy um what's the guy's name uh, Hawkeye come on Brenner yeah Brenner Jeremy Renner yeah Jeremy Renner there it is uh yeah and that that's that's more of a horror bent to it mm -hmm. this is just telling the the story of this guy's life and like what what is it that made him like he was and i'll tell you like it really um it gave me not necessarily a like a feeling of pity for him um because he was he was uh like for, he he was before he even was five he was you know, he was ignored. He, his mom had so many pills in her when she was, uh, I think they said like Pregnant. 30 some different mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. medicines. And then his dad, you know, introducing him to all that roadkill stuff. And, and 
I mean, it's like he, he, he was done before he even got a chance to get going. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like so many different factors, uh, played into this. And, and I have watched, uh, some real life interviews and stuff with Jeffrey Dahmer and he is different from other serial killers like John Wayne Gacy, which they do touch on in this, mm-hmm. this episode, uh, in this TV series, John Wayne Gacy never once felt any remorse Right. In fact, his last words to people when he was being put to death was kiss my. You know mm-hmm. what? Um, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer knew what he was doing was wrong. He couldn't. He said he couldn't help himself. That's why he like lived drunk. Yeah. <laughs> because he was trying to. He was like self-medicating. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, he, he, as soon as they got him, he's like, I, I don't deserve to live. He was like, you know, put me to death and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's almost like sympathetic character almost, but also right, this guy killed 17 people. I mean, yeah. and, and eight, many of them just repulsive and disgusting. And, um, th- this is, this is kind of hard to watch and it was mm-hmm. created by, by Ryan Murphy, who is, you know, um, American horror story guy. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of Ryan Murphy for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just think normally what he does, like it, it's a better idea than what he can pull off. Um, and there's a little bit of that in this, like I enjoy Evan Peters, Speaking of Mia Goth and and Emmy or whatever, Mm -hmm. this guy was Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm -hmm. I mean, he really had it down, like just the way um, Jeffrey Dahmer, he looked like him. Yeah. He he was, um, uh, spoke like, he he just really, I I can't imagine playing this role for him, like immersing yourself being that, I I don't, I don't, and Richard Jenkins was, was incredible. Uh, as always. Oh, uh, he's amazing. Dahmer. I but, felt so um, bad for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I will say this. As good as this was, and I liked how they, they took a couple episodes and they, they came at it from a, one of the victims' um, perspectives and they talked a lot about... They took a lot of liberties to make it more woke so to speak, like, for instance, that they, they focus a lot on this character named Glenda Cleveland, who in this, in this TV series is his black next door neighbor who keeps trying to warn the Milwaukee police over and over again about whatever. She was not his neighbor. She, she lived in the building across the street. Um, it was not, it was like, there's a scene in here where he c- comes in to visit her after she uh, wants to get him evicted. And he he's trying to make her eat a sandwich that's apparently, you know, human meat or whatever. Like, that stuff never happened. Like, yes, she, she, she uh, was definitely calling the police. And she also told, uh, uh, told the people like the, the one kid, 14 year old kid that escaped mm-hmm. the police. Putting, you know, he said it's my boyfriend, and they, you know, yes, that's her. But she was not his next door neighbor. She didn't smell 
you know, so, it, so they used that, you know, to, to kind of just be more, I don't know, dramatic. So I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure if we needed that. I didn't look into like, that. So I didn't realize. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I did all the reading and, uh, she, she was, again, she, she lived in a building across the, the street. She never was his neighbor. She, you know, she didn't complain about his uh, apartment smelling and she didn't like confront him. And it, right. Like, was, so it's still yeah. bad. Like he still got away with that for much longer than he should have. Yeah. No, but probably not to the... for, for sure. For yeah. sure. But like there, there was, there was blatant disregard for missing people of black and brown skin color for sure. Um, right. But uh, a lot of the, if you read a lot of the, um, the reporters, the stuff that broke this, whatever, they, they don't have, they don't have these things to say about the police department that that's on, that's in here. I think it's a lot of it is read into it. Like the, the two guys that let him um, take that kid back, they were not given the, the uh, policeman of the year award, which, which is in this in like the ninth episode. Uh, get this. That's it's all fake. That's all oh, made I up. I hate and that. I, yes, and I okay because I'll say that like I had kind of like mixed feelings about allowing myself to watch this in the first place yeah. because obviously a lot of the families of the victims are still around, um, yeah. and it's like bringing up trauma for them. But yeah. the things that I felt good about were that like it wasn't too. Hollywoodized, except for the fact that Evan Peters plays Dahmer and he's so hot. And it's like, why are you putting this hot megastar in the role I mean, of Dahmer? I mean, he does a great Jeffrey job. Jeffrey Dahmer was a good looking guy. Yeah, he was okay looking. He was but okay like, looking. He looked exactly like But Evan I mean, Peters. Evan Peters is like a god. Okay. So it's like, why are you. I feel like casting him as maybe. That makes it more Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like, are you yeah. trying to draw on some girls to watch this, to watch Hot Evan Peters? Because even my daughter's like, oh, Dahmer's a terrible person, but I can't stop looking at Evan Peters. I don't care what he does. I don't he like spends yeah. a lot of, a lot of the, uh a lot of the time with his shirt off on this. Uh... <laughs> he does. Um, so, you know, but I was thinking like, well, they're bringing light to this whole other side of the story, you know, that makes me feel a little better about watching something like this i feel a little less mm -hmm. guilty but now yeah. hearing that all of that is actually dramatized not, not makes me... all of it not all of it but mostly that that the role of glinda cleveland in in that but know, when they're showing those pups getting cent... like cop of the year and stuff yeah, i mean no, my blood no, was no. boiling <laughs> like, yeah was no so that, upset. that did not happen you know it, it's just it's one of those things where like Ryan Murphy, you did not have to add. No, you didn't. This stuff, and you didn't have to make. Like I'd say, yes, ninety percent of the series is focusing on Dahmer and and his father and that all the whole thing. But then the other ten percent is really focused on Glenda Cleveland, mm -hmm. and she really was not that involved. Yeah. I think they 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 amalgamated a lot of different people into her character. Um, yeah. Plus, it's yeah. Niecy Nash who can do absolutely no wrong. So oh, I don't. She's so yeah, she good was in good. This. She was good. 
I absolutely love her. But I just, I can, I'm going to give a unique perspective here. I remember this going on in real time. You know, I lived right there and this is 91. So this is before internet and all that. I remember planning my first wedding and this was going on. And I remember coming, reading a book about it on my way home on the plane from my honeymoon because back then there was no internet. But what really, really worked about this is we all, all of us in our head have that burned in image of them wheeling out that blue container oil container or whatever you know the guy and then wheeling it the drum thank you wheeling that out of the apartment these are the things i could see on the you know well you guys could too the see on the news every night and you hear he's got a fridge in his or a head in his fridge we all have mental images of this but we've never seen pictures we've never this movie brings what it did really really well for me is it brings all of that to life they have long scenes where he's just existing in his apartment with corpses, heads, various male parts. And it just shows him going about his life. And I think at least for me, I've had like, you know, I kind of saw the aftermath, but I don't think a lot of people, and maybe it's because it's now been 30 years. We don't, we never got that fill in the blanks for us. You know, what is it like Mm -hmm. to live in an apartment full of body parts or what does that smell like? Or what did those guys see? And in, in the series, you see the policemen go in there. You, I mean, yes, it's all recreated, but I think it's the first time we've a, a lot of people, I would say, I don't know where else this has ever been done where you, we got to see what did it look like? to open that refrigerator. And yes, I'm, it is Ryan Murphy's interpretation of what all that was like, but I thought it did a really good job. And I think I told you guys in my text, I shut off that first episode like twice, I think just watching that poor black guy and you know, like what he was going through and in, in that apartment. And I think that's a lot of what these movies and things that we've seen so far have left out is that human side of it, the, the human side of Jeffrey, which they bring here. And then the human side of these people that, he killed and you know what kind of life was like in inner city yeah. milwaukee at that time but uh, i mean they just did such a good yeah. job with that kind of stuff yeah. and he did a good job of um paying homage to like the victims and their mm-hmm. families yeah right they show a lot of the turmoil that the families were going through afterwards well i, I mean, hope that's that, another... that um i hope that the the cops like Oh, well, I don't want to ruin it. I won't say anything. Never mind. There's another part of it that I'm really hoping is dramatized and wasn't what actually happened. <laughs> based on what Mark say said. I, I mean, people. There's just like, there's a part where the cops are like calling and harassing one of the families. And you're just like, oh, oh. my God, I can't It was a different time. I mean, look at what's going on in California. It was a different time with the cops. Yes, the cops have a really bad rap right now. But I think they were getting away with this. I think they didn't. Yeah care but you know also, yeah but i hope they didn't go to the degree of like harassing a family oh, i hope not a family yeah. member especially a son i <laughs> think most of that was really dr- super dramatized to, to make the point that there were some bad cops and and right. i don't even think i don't even think like the cops in this yeah I think there was like a joke about like after have been, having been in his apartment that they needed to go being in a shout but that's because he was gay that's what they really didn't like yeah. they didn't even care about yeah. it it was because, because he you got to remember in the mid 80s i mean you're around a gay person you thought what oh, do i have aids yeah i mean aids was such a uh i, mean, I, I don't i i remember it starting 
and people being petrified. Like, can you get it by just breathing on some, you know, nobody knew. Yeah. Um, So that was probably a a big issue. And then also lack of funding and not enough cops and not enough, you know, uh, uh, people to, to do proper follow up. And when you're policing in, in a major city like Milwaukee, a lot of this stuff that they feel is like domestic, it, they yeah. just overlook it. They just overlook it. And then, right. Well, and I understand people, that stuff. when they go missing, they're yeah. just like, Oh, they ran away or they'll be back or whatever. But they definitely had some incompetence. Um, in, right. In but I feel like of, if you're trying to point that out, that you should kind of show like the actual reality of that. Cause that speaks loud enough for itself. You don't have to Mm -hmm. add all these weird little things to try and make it worse because you're doing the opposite. That almost takes away from it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying is like upsetting to me, you know, like because they go out of their way to show like, oh, nobody ever responded to Glenda when she would call. But then, you know, her daughter breaks like this white boy's camera and then they come out immediately to arrest her. And it's like, did that actually happen? Or are these all weird little extra Hollywood touches that you're putting on? Never, to make your point, happened. it doesn't make your point if it's a lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially because there's enough to back up the point. I mean, exactly. it all came out came out later that uh, there that we we're talking about the one kid, the one 14 year old kid that got returned to him. Yeah. But every it seems like every victim it was because of neglect or overlook. It's it's like, and they even accuse him of it in the series of you picked people that you knew wouldn't cut bring you know cause alarm for anybody that's why you moved to a neighborhood with brown and black people why are you the only white guy here because he was what are you doing living here you know i think he went he went for a marginalized part of society and he got away with it for so long yeah that's what i'm saying is like that is already so bad on its own and it's the truth and we're talking about a true story so we shouldn't be adding in non-true things to just to make a point yeah i mean Hollywood, when you're making a movie, you, you you have to take some liberties, but to like completely change, you know, uh, events that that happened and yeah. But know, then I'm not okay they, with it. They they make <laughs> you know it I mean? seem as if Glenda Cleveland lived next door to him for over a year and just kept calling and calling and calling. I told you he's doing something in there. I hear the power tools. I smell the smell. Whatever. She didn't even live in the apartment building. I mean, that that's not necessary. Now, right. were there, like, like you said, Tammy, were there, were are they, are they taking some of the complaints of the people the that live residents. there and making that like yeah, making that her amalgamation of all those people a thing, you know, which is fine. Yeah, yeah but there's enough. Say that up front, like. Right. And there's enough bad things that happened that they didn't need to make up her doing anything. Now, I know the, the his neighbors really did complain about him. Oh, yeah. About the smell. And yeah. And that kind of stuff. I don't know how many people like called on him. I mean, I have read so many books. I don't remember that being a thing. I I I do. I know he had run ins with the police before he was ever finally caught. But I do right. think, yeah, her like that's bad enough on its own. Right. like that they they talked to him when he had that boy with him and they didn't do a background check and they didn't Mm -hmm. see that you know he had just come out of jail because he had actually been messing around with that kid's brother and like that stuff on its own is bad enough 
Yeah. Do you guys think I didn't? One thing it it kind of brought up that I don't know if it's true that he considered doing grave ro- grave robbing for a while, and that was a little bit surprising. But I'm like, well, why didn't you you just do that? I mean, it would have been better for people, you know. I don't. It know. would have been better for people, but it probably would have been harder to get away with. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was feeling a little sorry for him too, but then they do show a side of him. Do you notice, like, when he was dealing with the cops, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, you probably don't want to go in my bedroom because you know gay stuff." And then the cops yeah. would be like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm." A-. He almost yeah. like knew what angles to play with everybody, so he was pretty totally. manipulative. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he was. He, he was a monster. He was a monster for sure. I still think he kind of wanted to get caught, though. I mean, mm-hmm. not to the point where he's just going to out himself, but I think there's a part of him that always kind of was hoping like that this would be the end. Yeah. I don't condone suicide or anything, and I don't mean to sound terrible, but if if I knew that about myself and I was continuing to kill, I think I would put myself out of my own misery, not just keep doing it till somebody caught me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he was also. It's hard to say though, because like the whole point of life is like self-preservation. You know what I mean? It's so unnatural to kill yourself. It's just not that it's natural to kill a bunch of other people, but you know, Mm -hmm. he obviously had some stuff going on and I don't know if his mom being on a bunch of prescriptions when she was pregnant had anything to do with that, but it wouldn't really surprise me if it, but if you're like smart enough to keep doing it till you get caught, just go, go turn yourself in then. Yeah. Hey, I'm the guy. Come to my apartment. Come see what I got in there. I'm the guy. I mean, I agree. I just, I yeah. don't condone anything that he did. And there's a lot of people that have, you know, bad thoughts and um, compulsions and stuff, and they find ways to deal with it. Um, and he, he didn't. So yeah. I, you know, a part of me does feel a little bad for him, obviously, especially when he was a little kid. But yeah, yeah. It, and. In the end, he did the terrible things that he did. And yeah. so, therefore, I don't feel all that yeah. sorry for him. And then, like, his dad introducing him into, um, you know, taking that roadkill and, and taking it apart in the garage and kind of going through it and doing all that stuff. He was doing that while he was going through puberty and, like, all of his sexual urges and, and, and all of that are being formed. And he's in the garage taking apart animals, roadkill and stuff. So that that absolutely could have an effect on why he was getting he was getting sexual gratification from what he was doing. But I have I think no that, idea how that works. I, <laughs> no, I think that but. that is a combination with something in his DNA because there's 99 of 100 people could do roadkill in the garage during their sexual awakening and not turn into Jeffrey right. Thomas. So but but I, I it didn't help. No, <laughs> didn't help. no, I, I completely agree. I mean, his mom even said like when he was before he was five that she knew something was wrong with him. So let's maybe not let's not maybe teach him about roadkill if we already yeah. think there might because what when did he have that hernia surgery? Wasn't it age four? And his yeah. dad was saying he was already acting weird. Yeah. Maybe let's get him into Boy Scouts or something. You know, like <laughs> into Boy Scouts. <laughs> I think he's going to need something more than Boy yeah. Scouts. But yeah, I really anyway, felt for his dad. I, I say all that. Yeah. <laughs> I say all that to say that, you know, if you're looking for something, this is, this is nearly nine hours long, you know, the, the everything together, 10 episodes. So it's a time commitment. It jumps all over the place. It's not linear. So we, we, you know, 
we'll start in 1991. We'll flash back to 1960. We'll go to 1972, you know, and, um, but it, it's, it's sobering. Yeah. <laughs> really that's is. a perfect word. Sobering. Yeah, it's it sobering is. and it's, it just shows you the, um, the human condition and, and, and what, what we can allow ourselves to be if we give in to all of our, you know, depraved uh, urges. Cause we all have, you know, we've all thought different thoughts, you know, hopefully not to any of that extent, but we've all thought, man, I just want to hurt that person. Or I just yes. Want to, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, um, you know, we, we, we give into it and you can become a monster. So uh, anyway, not really horror, but so real life pretty horror. Horrific. Yeah. It's pretty so horrific. It's pretty horrific. That yeah. like, you know. I, I do want to bring up that like, even though Ryan Murphy and Ian Brennan like created the show, they do not direct the show, um, mm-hmm. which is probably why it's so good because Ryan Murphy needs to chill on his stylization. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's directed by a bunch of different people, one of which is Greg Rocky who does a bunch of awesome queer stuff that I used to love watching in the nineties and things like that. Um, he's awesome. Jennifer Lynch directs the majority of it. Um, so it's definitely not like a typical Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Don't let, don't let his name scare you away from this. Like, you know, from the opening credits that he's involved, but it's not like anything else of his that you're going to see like on FX, you know, it's nothing like that. I think we're bringing it up on it for those of us who have seen it. We're bringing it up on a horror podcast because it's it definitely is has leaned into the horror genre, I think, with this telling. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a good gross out. If, even if you just want to watch it for that, you like seeing cut up bodies and body parts yeah. and killing and all that kind of stuff yeah. that would be in a horror movie. I mean, it's full but of I that. Say, so. I would say they do that pretty tastefully. Like there's not a lot of... um no, you don't really see him cutting up a whole lot of body parts. No. You see, you see like the aftermath and you see um like I don't I don't think they ever showed him like drilling into somebody's head. Uh with No, drill. I hate because he oh, was, I hate that he though. Was, I mean, it's not to talk about horror. He was trying to create living zombies. Well, that you know? and it's also so horrifying how apathetic Jeffrey is. It, he doesn't he is not the least bit affected. by. I mean, there's one scene where he brings a victim home and the victim literally trips over another victim that's been dead in his room. Yeah. And and it doesn't like you can tell Jeffrey's just like, oh, yeah, this is welcome to my apartment. You know, like he <laughs> just does not. There's yeah. he's dead inside or something, you know, and poor yeah. grandma. Poor grandma. Oh, I my God. That for her. Yeah. I mean, she was trying so hard to get him to go to church and, you know. Uh, he's Ignore the killing, smell in her basement. Killing, <laughs> killing people in her house. Good. I really do hope she had dementia when he was caught. I don't <laughs> so know. So that she never had to know that. about that. Yeah. I don't know about that. But All right. Well, that's enough about Dahmer. We, we really went into that. So. Yeah, we did. Yeah. All right, Tammy. All right. I'm going to bring up one that. I'm just going to bring it out just because it just came out and I'm in case people are wondering if they should watch it or not. And that's Hocus Pocus 2. Um, you've seen the first one, right? Jessica, you have it, Mark. Um, <laughs> yeah. We watch it so, almost every October. Yeah. I'm not Three a Young- Midler fan. I'm oh, sure. I'm not. I No, I do not like her. Three She's Young so Women. so good in this. 
Oh, yes, she is. Three young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child hungry witches from wreaking havoc, wreaking havoc in the world. Um, This is fine. Unfortunately, I think Disney does not understand at all what made the original movie so charming in the first place. And I know it's 30 years later, so I, I don't know if maybe new people are in charge or whatever. But I watched this. I had such high hopes for it. And it really just feels like something straight off of the Disney channel. It's now got like music and dancing and that kind of stuff. They For shame. They actually took the Elton John song, The Bitches Back, and turned it into The Witches Back. And they sing it. It's that kind of thing. Okay. There were a couple <laughs> scenes where I actually did laugh out loud. Like they go into this Walgreens and they <laughs> Kathy Najimy finds this mask you know like a mask like you would put on and to like you know like a a girl puts on a mask like make her face nice one of those kind of masks you know that you just lay on your face and then you lay there for 10 minutes and she's like oh look it's the face of a child like there are some funny things in here and I did laugh but it's just it 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 has none of the charm of the first one and I'm afraid people will watch this who've never seen the first one and be like oh my god you know but it's it's like really they like it's got a definite like Hollywood shine to it that the first one did not have. I think the first one was a real sleeper hit. You know, I don't think they ever thought it was going to become like the phenomenon that it did become. Was I would, how, was that the original? Did that go in the movies or was that like a Disney Channel? I don't think that. Oh, there was. No, a I think it went to the movies. It, it wasn't movies. like a Disney Channel original. Disney mm-hmm. Channel. Like that was like Halloween Town or something. There was like. Yeah. A, that one yeah. Was the, yeah. Original. But I'm I'm sorry to say it's just it's fine. Like we'll we'll like. 11 year old girls think it's really great. Yeah, probably, you know, but like all of us who like, you know, remember the original and, and all that, it, it was just, it was kind of a letdown. It didn't I mean, have the original has some really, really funny jokes, but even though I watch that movie, like every year still make me laugh and are totally <laughs> yes. there for adults. Yeah. Um, it's really yeah. cleverly written. And I know Mick Garris, you know, wrote like the first hocus pocus so maybe that's why because mcgarris is amazing yeah this Uh, just has an all-around total feel to it and i think by that i mean it feels like definitely made by different people for different reasons i don't and it kind of borrow yes it has the the three sanderson sisters and it has the name of hocus pocus but other than that it really doesn't have anything to do with the original and that was kind of sad so but it's fine like it'd be something to if you have younger kids and you're like looking for something you guys could all sit down and watch together. I think this is definitely that, but it's, you know, it's, it's not scarier. I mean, they took out anything that, not that the first one was scary, but you did have these child eating witches, you know, who are like after yeah. your children. And that was the, pre- they, that's all kind of gone here. So yeah, uh-huh. it kind of lost its edge. I know, but I mean, it's fine. I watched it. So I mean, I watched the whole thing, you know how I am, but yeah, you could probably skip it. Oh, no. I know. Well, I'm going to have to watch it. I've just been waiting for Raina to be home because I feel I would feel weird watching it without her. But, you know, you'll probably have a fun, a fine time watching it with her. This one, there is a the girl that who stars in it is a young black girl and who is coming into her witching powers, which they could have done a lot with that. And they just didn't. I don't know. You know, like they, they really could have taken this in a good new direction, but they just feels like a lost opportunity so 
But I mean, you know what? I was thinking to myself, if this is if I when I heard it was coming straight to the Disney Channel, it worried me a little because I thought, man, this is something they would release at the movies if they could. I think, you know, unless Disney just was trying to make a huge ca- cash grab with it and never maybe expected it to get a theatrical release. But yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. Great. Yeah. Really excited. <laughs> that was a really, really rousing, you know, oh, it's fine. I mean, I watched it. And then, <laughs> you can't get any glow, more glowing than that. Oh. All right, Jessica. All right. I know this has been talked about previously, but I finally went and saw Barbarian from this year, um, directed by Zach Kreger. And um, it's about a woman who goes to stay at an Airbnb in a not so great location. Neighborhood's pretty rough. And she's in the area for a uh, work interview. She's kind of trying to like start fresh. She's apparently, you know, come out of a bad breakup semi recently. And when she gets to the Airbnb, there's another gentleman there already renting it. Um, So it's been double booked. And um, so kind of about these two people trying to just like coexist in this airbnb but they've you know kind of got maybe a romantic um possibility in their future and then the movie just goes completely sideways and takes you (laughs) in a direction that you are not expecting um so that's just a little basic synopsis for everybody and um this is a really really fun movie i know that zach Kreger. i don't know what else he's responsible for but i know that he wrote this as like a fun passion project, you know, it's not something that he intended to take very seriously. He really just wanted to like have fun with it and do what he wanted. Um, And I think he's very successful in creating what he was looking to create. I don't think, you know, that it's for everybody necessarily, because I know some people are a little disappointed in the fact that it doesn't go darker or take some of the elements more seriously. Um, I think it's really fun. I do agree that if he had gone like 100% horror dark with this, that it could have been really, really frightening, you know, and so part of me kind of laments that that didn't happen because it could have been really terrifying, I think. Um, But I still really like what we got. Um, I still had a ton of fun with it. And of course, Projects like this are right up my alley. Um, Mm. But I can also see, you know, why some people would be disappointed because we're always kind of hungering for something that's like really, really scary, you know. Mm. Um, So I get that aspect. Um, But it is a lot of fun. Um, Some of it is, you know, pretty like frightening and serious. And then, you know, Justin Long comes in and makes it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but that's the. That is like I was saying before, how I'm kind of hungry for fun horror, and that's right. why that's why I just had such a good time with it. <laughs> like, yeah, my um my son, my 15 year old son, we were we were sitting there watching, we were laughing, and and like hooping and hollering and clapping, and we just <laughs> you know we're all, we're all, we're all like every every day we're like buh buh. You know, because <laughs> of that part in the movie, and oh yes. man, it was just so much fun. I just, but yeah, I agree. They had the tools and and everything set up to be like really, really, really scary. Yeah, like in those catacombs or whatever. Uh, totally it was, 
And do you know, did you understand? Oh, that's right. You haven't seen Wreck yet, but you know how, how like the, the lady coming out of the darkness in the tunnel kind of reminded me of Wreck. And, and Wreck is a genuinely scary movie. If you honestly, Jessica, please watch it. Yes. Well, I'm going to watch it for our thing. I have to watch it. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think that will quench your thirst for uh, genuinely scary. I think so. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. I want to know who was disappointed with this. I think this is my number one for the year right now. Oh, nice. It's mine as well. Mm -hmm. That makes me so happy. Because it could be something that Tammy loves or something that Tammy doesn't love. You know, yeah. normally I don't like the levity. Like I, it might. I know there's movies that that when they bring that levity and it almost makes me mad. Somehow it completely enhanced this movie. Like it'd be, it would be a totally different movie without having those like quote unquote funny parts. But I don't know. They just worked here, and maybe, I think they actually brought it up a level or two. I don't know if they just make the dark seem dark darker, maybe. Because it's like, what is humor doing in this horrible thing? You know, because it's yeah. so. And there's, they did a like that first part of it is where just you know, she gets to the Airbnb and she doesn't know like, and we the audience don't know, is the guy that's already there a bad guy? Is he not a bad guy? You're kind of led yeah. to believe like maybe he's the bad guy. And there's some really good tension where you're yeah. like discovering things with her at the same time. Yeah. You know, you wake up and your bedroom door is open, even though, you know, you know, you locked it. Little things like that. These hints that we get that something very sinister is going on, but we don't know where it's coming from. And yeah. the location is just so, mm-hmm. so scary. You know, Look, I mean, so, yeah. the first half an hour of this movie is played extremely straight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and is very tense and suspenseful. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that this is a comedy. It's not a comedy. No, 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 there no. There are just some parts that lend itself to uh, just over the topness. Yes. That that just will make you laugh or guffaw out loud. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that, you know, um, but I, I will tell you this. Who who's the main actress? Um, I don't it know. It is uh, Georgina Campbell. As yeah. she, was she, awesome. was she was awesome. She was so good. Yeah, yeah, she was really good. I have to see a lot more of her. What else has um, she been in? Anybody I have know? No idea. No nice. idea. She's been in anything. Oh, she's been in a Black Mirror before. <laughs> she looks oh. like she would have been. Yeah, she's got that look about her. Yeah. But yeah, um, her stuff I don't really recognize. I always think that kind of helps too when you can find a good actor or actress that hasn't isn't like so notable, you know, that it pulls you out. Yes, one hundred um, really works here. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. She was really anything. great. I was totally on. Board yeah, with I don't her. see anything either. I've seen she's in Electric Dreams. I've seen she's in Black Mirror. I've seen Broadchurch. I've seen a ton of uh, TV. A lot of uh, I have a Brit Box subscription i think she's in a lot it looks like she's in a lot of like english stuff yeah is she so i i bet from what i see i don't know but from yes. what it looks like yeah from what she she's is english. In, yeah so she must have uh a lot of these shows are like american, what's on brit box she's born accent. in 1992 yeah she, she's not even that old no so, so it makes me think she was she started acting in uh 2009 so she was uh that make her a child actor. Uh, yeah, but, she's yeah. 
What's cool is you can see um, certain trailers of this movie show, you know, how they show you the audience reacting. Oh, yeah. You get that green infrared uh, camera, you know, and people jumping and laughing. (laughs) That's what this movie is. Yes. Yes. That's what this movie is. And and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, me too. But yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun and also very scary at times. Um, and some of what is implied is just like completely horrific. Yeah. Um, and Justin Long is just so funny. <laughs> yeah. And so cute. When it switched to him, I was like, what just happened? Yes, I was. Movie? What just like, happened? Is this a whole separate movie? <laughs> yeah. What does he have to do with this? Yeah. Yeah. The but, whole yeah. movie just turns on a dime. The music changes. Your your app. Your players change. Like yeah. the people are. A, you're like in Hollywood of, or something. What a piece of crap he is. Oh my um, god. What a piece so, of crap. He I think is. he loves playing that kind of a character too, because oh, he yeah. plays roles like that with the uh, Kevin Smith movies, and yeah. I think he just eats it up. But um, I think another thing that makes this movie so good is that you can tell that the guy who made it, like that, this is his baby and his passion project and something that he's doing for fun. It's Um, a horror love letter too. Totally. Totally. And it kind of reminds me of, um, a psycho Gorman in that way where like the people making it just want to make something fun and awesome. Obviously it's not like on the same level in a a lot of other ways, but but just that you can feel the love coming through is like Mm -hmm. what enhances it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so right. go watch it. Barbarian, if you have not seen it, go see it at the movies. Yeah, catch it at the movies while you still can, for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll do My Best Friend's Exorcism. Do uh, it. This is on Amazon Prime uh, at the moment. I watched this one yesterday. And look, this is... The, I want to pull this up real quick because I want to give... I know this is a book. Yep. A, uh, I, I wouldn't know if I considered a novel. In a novel, like longer, but it, it is a book. It's a YA book. It was uh, one of those. If for for your readers out there, it was one of the paperbacks from Hell. If you guys know what that was, a series of books that came out a couple years ago where they like re-released a lot of um, books from the '80s and uh, then some newer books. And this was one of them. And it is an excellent book let me totally i haven't seen the movie yet but the book is amazing nice what i've what i've heard about the movie as opposed to the book is is the the book actually of course has more detail it has more you know you sit with the characters more i mean that's just the way a book is you can't fit all of that into a a 90 minute movie you know so the movie might seem rushed maybe to someone who loves the book. I've never read the book, so I don't know. That's just only what I've read. Um, I enjoyed the movie. It oh, is, good. It good. is, it's a comedy horror thriller. And I don't mean comedy just as in like, ha ha, this is all a bunch of jokes. Like it's, it's funny. And they, they, they play it uh, for some, from laughs, but it's but it's still disturbing. It's still disturbing. It's still creepy. It's still scary in some parts. Um, 
and I think the people that uh, um, made it, Damon Thomas, the director. I don't know. Uh, let me see. Oh, he directed the um, the Netflix Dracula. Remember that? Nice. From oh yeah, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. it was really good. Um, but it's uh, it's really good. He also did uh, some episodes of Penny Dreadful, which is which is good, and Killing Eve. Yeah, so he he's got mm. some good stuff. Yeah, uh, it's very stylistic. It's very, it's set in the eighties, so it's very eighties, and and all of it's you know they go to the mall and all the stores are eighties stores mm. and uh the the there's acid wash denim everywhere and crimp <laughs> hair and all of that. Um, they they kind of poke fun uh, of the whole exorcism trope uh but still kind of taking it seriously if you know what i mean like uh and it's and it's more about friendship you know about this girl not giving up on her her best friend even that though. all sounds a lot like i'm gonna watch this tonight that all sounds a lot like the book to be honest yeah. with you no it's it's definitely uh you know a, a fun film it really is and I, again i can't speak to the book, but uh, Amaya Miller uh, is the one who plays Gretchen, who is the the one who is possessed. She does a phenomenal job, and then Elsie Fisher is Abby, uh, and she kind of it, it's weird because uh, Elsie Fisher is a a beautiful girl. I mean, she's she's been in all kinds of different things. Uh, she was in eighth grade. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I do remember that. Uh, she was mm-hmm. also in the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and she's been in, um, she's in the the new um, series called The Summer I Turned Pretty. She's in Barry, Castle Rock. She was in. So oh, she's in a lot. Yeah. Yes, and she's a pretty girl. They've got her made up, like <laughs> she's just <laughs> kind of like zit faced and short haired, almost like. You know, uh, like she might have other interest in her best friend than, mm-hmm. than just, I don't know. But um, so but it, it was really fun. Uh, I'm watching don't go it. in thinking like this is going to be like a, a true like horror movie. It is so but it's not it's not scary movie type comedy. It's it's a horror movie with with a little tinge of, of like wink, wink nudge nudge like we know uh, what what we're making fun of or what we're spoofing so it it, it was really good i thought it was good i, I don't know if it's going to be in my top 10 but i enjoyed it i'll, pro- I'll probably buy the, the blu-ray i thought it was good well you like to yeah. read you should read the book seriously yeah i might i mean i've seen it in the bookstore a hundred times mm-hmm. and i was like you know i really should pick that up and yeah i've fun. only heard good things about it so far so i'll probably try to watch it this week yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't put it out at the theater. Why it's on Amazon Prime. Like I feel like Goodnight Mommy and and this one are, are getting buried. It, they are. Just being out mm-hmm. on Prime. I'm not yep. saying that not I mean pretty much everybody's got Prime now. Uh but still like there's Yeah, only but Amazon's so much... not really pushing them either. Yeah. Like yeah. I only know about it from word of mouth. Yeah. Like from, you know, like here, Facebook or whatever, but they're not, I mean, Amazon really promotes some of their stuff and then yes. some of it, they just, yeah. oh, mm. yep. So, but all right. 
Um, hey, let's go one more time around because we spent so much time on Dahmer. <laughs> this is yeah. this is the last one, right? This is I'm the almost, last one. Okay. Is this the uh, dump? This is the dump. <laughs> the dump. Dun 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 dump. Okay. Um, 101 best movie moments that just came out on Shutter, which is like the Bravo from back in 2004. 100 scariest. Well, this is 101. And what's so great about this one is it's a lot of those movies that we as horror aficionados know and like felt should have made it in the first group that was on Bravo. But, you know, Bravo, I mean, they're all like what? housewives and all those kind of shows now but back then this was kind of like the show the cable channel where you could watch it's i think they were like kind of like the amc of their day it's where if you felt like watching a horror movie you could turn on you know bravo's where you're gonna find it they had a little more of an edge um but it's really really good and the talking heads that they have on there i mean it's it's some of the biggest of the big and I mean, I, like so far, I've seen like Tony Todd, Greg Nicotero, Keith David, Alex Esso, those kind of people talking about those kind of movies. Yeah. So, of mm-hmm. course, you know, it, it it's definitely more for the curated Shutter audience. I think that's why it's on Shutter. But it's a lot of those movies that you're like, oh, now they're speaking my language, you know? Yeah. yeah. And they also have a lot of newer movies in there, you yeah, know, that has come out since 2004. Definitely. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, so that's fun. And I love that when Shutter does stuff like this, you know, like for horror fans, like when they had like the horror movie awards and stuff yep. like that, like they're they're total they can totally do stuff like that and it makes sense and it's way better than other things of that nature that you've seen in the past because it's like actual horror people so oh, exactly which is also so- segues perfectly into my next one which is the new this just started the queer for fear there's only one episode so far i watched uh, it so good. So Shutter documentary series Career for Fear. It's only four episodes that dig into everything its title implies. Um, so instead of a rapid fire encyclopedia, it wisely aims to be more of a curated cross section focusing on specific moments and trends in horror history, blah, blah, blah. But it's all it's told from the queer point of view by queer people. And what was kind of cool about the first one, I don't maybe you knew Jessica, but I didn't know a lot of those like people from the 1800s and like i didn't know that they were themselves queer like mary shelley and and a lot of those people would be in like marriages of convenience they called them a lot of those people that ran in those circles you know um Mm -hmm. and but that the whole idea kind of like horror was born from this um you know when you have something inside of you that you Mm -hmm. kind of have to keep there and you you have to hide from other people that's the story behind dracula supposedly um you know it's Hollywood wasn't when Hollywood started, they weren't allowed to show anything gay or imply anything gay. So they found other ways to tell these stories. And a lot, you know, like a lot of your classic monster movies and stuff have roots in this kind of thing where they're getting around the Hollywood coding by doing this stuff. So it's just really, really interesting. Nobody does a really a documentary like Shudder. That is definitely one of their strong points. So. Yeah. Um, To circle back to what Mark was talking about Walking Dead before, there's a new, I, like I said, I stopped watching when, uh, was it Lucille the Bat came out and uh, Glenn got killed. Um, But these, this is a a new series that's, uh, well, it's, I think it's eight or six or eight in now that's on AMC Plus. It's called Tales of the Walking Dead. Now, I cannot speak to if these uh, people are characters from the show. I don't think they are because, like, the first one, starred um oh what's his name i can't think of his name right 
the black guy, Terry Crews, right? And I don't mm. think he is who I really like him. I don't I don't think he's on the show. But this goes back to like, Jessica, I think you would like these if you haven't watched it yet. This goes back to season one. And what was happening elsewhere in the world? And because I mean, the one of the for me, one of the best things about when The Walking Dead first came out was you got they spent more real time uh, in in the world. Like, remember, they went to the CDC. They were going to try to find help before they became like so sequestered and fighting with other groups. And that kind of stuff. it felt like they yeah. were still interacting with the world. There was still real people out there, not just one cluster of people and a bunch of walkers. It was like, you know, there's got to be other people still living who are still yeah. having experiences in life and so that's what this is each week they take a different person and just follow them for an hour and tell that story and, and it you know it, t- it takes place in the time that like the first e- season of walking dead was going on so that was definitely my favorite and like you were kind of alluding to jessica i liked that you know where rick is in the hospital and there you know there was just more interaction with the real real world than it kind of yeah. like delved into almost more like a fantasy world to be honest um which is kind of when they lost my interest um and then the other thing that i will bring up is the new interview with the vampire i did get to see it because i have amc plus wow you guys uh, this will be somewhere very high on my list this is really really beautiful um what was this the uh, what was the one that just came out on epics with adrian brody and the vampires i can't uh anyway it reminds me of that a lot where they they put Jerusalem's lot yes what was uh, i can't think of what the, yeah. the name of the show was but anyway it's a lot like that where somebody researched the clothes and the the <laughs> you know where i mean they did this thing to the most minute detail i am a huge fan of ann rice she just recently passed away and i have read most of her books not all but a fair amount um but this one is just so beautiful i haven't seen the, the movie the tom cruise isn't it tom cruise and brad pitt right we're in the original <laughs> you haven't seen it no, i was just gonna say i haven't seen it since it like came out so i don't oh, remember I like that movie I, I remember so liking it, but it's, I wanted to say, like, how does this compare? And I was thinking, man, I need to rewatch it because I just don't remember. This is so beautiful. But one thing I will say, there is a lot of sex in this, which doesn't bother me. I thought it was all pretty hot. But you cannot watch <laughs> this with your kids, okay? <laughs> or if, like, very graphic gay sex bothers you. Or, I mean, they show, they go there completely. I... I think there was an inference of a gay relationship in the original movie, but did they straight up say there was? Or I can't no. remember. No. Anyway, it was a lot more implied. Impl- okay, well, it is straight up. I mean, they let you know right away that's what's going on here in this one, and but it's done really tasteful. There is, and okay, let me just say the special effects. There is a scene where Lestat punches a priest through the head, through the face, so that his hand. Oh comes out the back of his head they linger on that you see that it's like that like they don't uh, i'm they sure don't it's all away c- right I'm, i know it's all cgi and 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 the the vampire kills are very um it's not just like seductive where you come up and <laughs> bite on your neck no it's that uh, rip you apart kind of thing animalistic. to get your blood animalistic yeah very yeah. much like that um nice. except for when lestat and louis feed off of each other then it's very loving because they're in love but 
when um like the Lestat character is really evil in here and I don't remember him being that way really in the book or the movie. They definitely went that I mean I think he had like he's a more, he's more subdued evil. You know, yeah, he's, he's manipulative to get his way, but right. And he is that here, but he's also straight up the devil and he's called the devil and he sometimes seems to take the form of the devil. So um, I think, and like I said, I've seen one episode, so I don't know where they're going with that, but it's definitely much more evil and mean and graphic in all kinds of ways, but it's also extremely beautiful. Like the just that old the old new orleans and all the clothes and the period pieces and it they're just really really did a beautiful job so um and it's really good on top of that so yeah yay yeah and did you guys talk about day shift last time the the i brought it up like really briefly at the end did you say you liked it I did like it. I said it was fun and it's not like super amazing and the villain's kind of lame, but it's like a fun ride. And I liked um, Dave Franco in it. I I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Oh, that is my boyfriend. He's amazing. That is mine. It's mine. (laughs) But um, I just wanted to bring that up because I just it's like a really high on my list, but I feel like it kind of came and went and nobody's talking about it. But I missed the last Rotten Roundtable and I just wanted to be sure that I mentioned it as something that I definitely would 100% recommend to people to like seek out and watch because, you know, Netflix, once they you know how they are, like you turn it on and they like really highly promote a bunch of stuff and there's stuff that you just like never see again. And I kind of feel like this became one of those where it's just like gone. I still haven't watched it. But I'm, I'm gonna. It's you know, way, Mark. It's way better than you, what you think you're getting. For real, yeah. like for real. And Snoop Dogg is like really good in it, and he's really yes, good in it. Yeah, I mean it's campy, but I think it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. But it's just, I don't know. I just really liked the whole character and like what you would do for your family. And I thought they did a really good job yeah. with the. I'm sure it's CGI, but I thought they did a really good job with the gore and the makeup and how the vampires looked and all that stuff. So. Yeah, and um, that's it for me. Sounds good. <laughs> Jess? All right. What I have left is um, I watched Who Invited Them after our last Rotten Roundtable because Mark had watched that and he said that I would probably like it, and he was correct. Um, and this is the one on Shutter about the couple that just bought a house in, like, a fancy, ritzy neighborhood in California And, um, you know, they kind of got a great deal on it and they feel a little like, you know, do we deserve this? And the one partner is like, yes, we deserve this. And the other person feels kind of like an outsider and a fake, you know, a little phony. Like they're they're afraid of becoming like phony people or something or becoming too ritzy. They want to stay true to their roots and stuff. But um, they throw like a housewarming party and at the end of it, there's a couple left and they're like, who the hell are these people? Did you, in- did you invite them? No, who didn't invited you invite them? them? Who invited them? Um, so that's just kind of like the basic setup for it. And it's a really, really fun watch. It is. Um, surprisingly. Like yeah. And it's like the, the acting's like a little cheesy, but it's not bad. And where it ends up going is really good, I think. I was yeah. really pleased with the ending. Um, I liked the gore in it. I liked everything, honestly. I was very entertained. So this was surprising for me that I liked it as much as I did. But Mark was totally right. I 
enjoyed it thoroughly and would recommend it if you're looking for a good time. I agree. Um, yeah. So I watched that. I watched Revealer, which I know Vin had brought up at one point, and it's a Shutter exclusive. And it's kind of about these two girls in the 80s that are complete opposites. One of them's like a dancer um, in one of those like peep show places. And then the other lady is someone that she grew up with who's like super religious and always giving her crap and always, you know, like rioting at the at the abortion clinic and things like that. And the apocalypse is occurring and they kind of get stuck together. And it's I'm not sure if it's low budget, but it seems pretty low budget. It's kind of like lowish quality. Um, and I know I've basically I'm in line with what Vin was saying, like their relationship and how it grows is kind of endearing. And I kind of appreciate what they try to do with that. Overall, it's not a super great movie, but um, but it wasn't terrible. And I, you know, don't regret watching it. It was entertaining. And some of the, the 80s things about it were funny. Some of the dialogue was funny. Um, so it's just kind of campy. Um, but yeah, not a terrible watch, but also not like super great or high quality um <laughs> i also watched the monsters last night how was that should i watch it it's okay yeah. i mean if i was a kid because it's made for kids right oh is it okay yeah it's pg it's just pg um if i was a little kid watching this it would probably be up my alley like the colors are really fun the way it's directed is really wacky and like you know in and out like an old movie or show or something and it's okay um what's her face sharon moon zombie bad she's bad as lily munster uh the other two are good you know when you go on netflix and it automatically starts playing something yeah like that came up on my screen so i watched like what a minute it plays or whatever and i was like she's kind of bad like that doesn't make me want to watch it yeah, she was not. Look. She was not good, and I'm not even one of those haters, you know. That's like, oh, Sherry Zoom. Oh, I'm like, not. Yeah, I'm not either. I just she just wasn't Daniel good. Phillips as Herman was bad too. I it's like him. It's not. He's not the same Herman. Oh well, like, obviously. No. You, yeah, you and can't I'm trying completely really hard. Change the character. I'm trying really Herman. hard not to like compare the two. I'm trying to like just do it on its own merit you know as a new thing um, thing i liked about this movie the only thing was the count yeah he was really good um, and like the same and i liked um um what's the guy uh, there was one one other thing that i thought was okay but i just oh my gosh do I they have the that. kids like isn't there the the two kids no this is kind of like a the origin. They spend, oh. they spend all but the last 15 minutes in Transylvania. It's about where Herman and Lily met. Oh, so it's like a, what, so, a prequel? A prequel. Yeah, so the okay. last 15 yeah. minutes is when they move into Mockingbird Lane. Uh, so my guess is he was banking on a sequel. I was going to say, you know, there's another one coming. Then. Well, he's going to have to do what he normally does, and that's uh, to put his own money in to get it done because I'm, I'm i just thought it was abysmal okay just, i will not like the writing it's just the writing is so bad if yeah. why can't he just say somebody write this for me and <laughs> cast it and i will do the directing because, you know, I, and put I, my I, wife in it yeah I understand why he can't do that 
Yeah. Is it, is it ego? It's got that's got to be at least part of it because it's he doesn't learn right. I mean, he how just many keeps... how many movies? Well, it's have you because done? he's he's doing it for him. I don't think he's making these for anyone else. I think he just wants to make these things for him, and that's what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, art, but but art is for the masses, you know. So you can't you can't just say I'm just making this for me, and I don't care what. Well, then he he should stop rehashing. If he's going to do that, come up with some of his own stuff. Like, stop rehashing these beloved tales that you're just making them worse when, you know. Well, I understand that he's a huge The Monsters fan. You know, it's it's his (laughs) thing when he was a kid. So I know know in his own way, this is like a love letter to The Monsters. But it doesn't, it doesn't, I will say this. It was nice to at least watch a Rob Zombie movie Rob Zombie movie that wasn't about white trash you know <laughs> uh with the F word every other you know so yeah. I will say that. Um but you know it, it it some people might like it. Some people might the the costumes and everything look great. The costumes and, and uh the sets and the, those sorts of things look look pretty yeah. cool. And yeah I, that's uh, true. Yeah. I mean, and as a grown up, like, I don't really want to watch this, you know, but if I was a kid, I think I would enjoy it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, so whatever. I basically had to force myself to watch it. Um, (laughs) And then um, let's see, I rewatched the taking of Deborah Logan with my daughter because those kinds of like documentary style and found footage movies really affect her. And I wanted to, she's like, I want to watch something scary. And this was uh, one of my dad's favorites. So I felt like rewatching it. And she was thoroughly scared, especially during the one scene that everybody knows what I'm referring to. Um, Jaw unhinged scene. (laughs) Yes. She was losing her mind. She's like, it looks really good too. I was like, I know. Uh, So that was fun. And you'll have to have her watch Wreck with you then for sure. Yes. When you watch totally. it. Totally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we rewatched that. And then the last bit of uh, dump that I want to do is all like queer horror. I rewatched all of the Dragula seasons and they had like a special called Resurrection that I watched um, because they're going to have a new special coming out in a few days called Titans, where they're having like old contestants that have been on the show but didn't win come back. Um, and compete against each other. And I just wanted to get in the season of spooky season, you know, like get in the spirit of it. And Dragula is perfect for that. So it was really fun to rewatch for like the third time. Um, and then I watched Queer for Fear, um, like Tammy mentioned earlier, which was really cool. And I'm excited to see the rest of the episodes of mm-hmm. that. Um, and, you know, Dahmer actually could be part of my <laughs> my queer horror, too. Um, and then also I, yeah, (laughs) I watched, um, Death Drop Gorgeous from last year. It's on Shudder and, um, it's this like really low budget. It's like terrible, but I kind of love it. I can't help it. Um, it's pretty like low budget, kind of low quality, but like hilarious. (laughs) Um, and then there's a movie that just came out on Shutter called So Vam um, that I watched this morning. And it's also it's made by an 18 year old. Um, 
And so, like, the directing and the editing skills aren't quite there. Um, but the quality actually isn't that bad. The acting isn't terrible. Um, and I think the acting could have even come off a little better if, like, the directing and the editing was a little better. But I thought it was really fun. And I like where it was coming from. The, like, the climax of the movie. Sorry, it's a vampire. It's like a queer vampire movie. And I think that it's Australian. I'm not completely sure. I'm pretty yeah, sure I they think have it Australian is. accents. Yeah. But it's like a queer, young, coming-of-age vampire story, basically. And um, I really like the messaging behind it. And, like, they also try to have, like, an actual horror storyline, you know, going out throughout it as well that isn't as successful. Like, when they're fighting the the big baddie, you know, towards the end, like, it's very anticlimactic how they, you know, overcome him. But um, but all of the queer stuff in it is really good. And the ultimate ending of it kind of combines the two, you know, like the really queer storyline and the more horror storyline. And it's cute and fun. And I really enjoyed it. And then I read afterwards um, that an 18 year old made this um, an 18 year old trans girl uh, made this. So that's pretty cool uh, that an 18 year old was able to accomplish this, It you know. Make, I'm excited to see what else they do. But that's kind of my thing. I really appreciate like that community in the horror realm, you know, because it wasn't until a few years ago that I really realized that it makes sense that for queer people growing up, they're really drawn to horror because they feel like outsiders and they, yeah. they generally resonate with like the villains and the horror movies and stuff. And so I don't know, it just it's something that really speaks to me. I grew up in Palm Springs, you know, and like 90% of the people that I hung out with were gay or trans or, you know, whatever by I always hung out at the gay club. So just kind of feels like coming home for me. <laughs> so um, oh, that's so cool. I still never realized that the two communities, you know, like overlap so much. So and you learn yeah. a lot about that history in the queer for fear, like just how yeah. rooted I think, you know, it was kept clo- closeted for so long that just how how the, the whole community's really been there from the beginning. We just totally. never knew it, you know? Yeah. And that's those are the rest of my watches. Alrighty. I've got three more. <laughs> and none of them are necessarily crap. Uh, watched on Shutter Raven's Hollow. You want to see that one yet? Not yet. I'm going to, what, though, for sure. West Point Cadet Edgar Allan Poe and four other cadets on a training exercise in upstate New York are drawn by a gruesome discovery into a forgotten community where they find a township guarding a frightening secret. Um, you know, this film has everything that I that I should love. It's a period piece, Uh-oh. gothic setting, you know, creepy setting, little creepy town. Kate Dickey is in it. Um, nice. It was okay. It was okay. It was. Uh, I, I really had a problem with the guy who played Edgar Allan Poe. His uh, mm-hmm. his acting was not good. Was <laughs> oh, not no. Good. Uh, Kate Dickey's acting was good. Uh, the... Um, there's another young lady that plays uh, like the daughter. She was good, uh, but it was it was frankly all the cadets, including Ed, Edgar Allan Poe. They just they they were not great actors. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. 
um, what happened there. But it's it's a neat neat thing. They go and and they find this dead body, and and they take him and they take him to the nearest town to see if anybody knows who who this person was or who might have committed the murder. And I'm not sure why cadets in a from a, a, the West Point Academy would decide to stay and try to solve a murder mystery. I mean, they're not Scotland Yard or investigators. They're military people passing through. Uh, but they do. They s- decide to stop and try to find out who murdered this. But the but the, the town is kind of harboring this secret about the raven. There's this mm-hmm. creature called the raven that is coming and killing people and everything. And some people believe, some people don't. And, and then, of course, you can see what inspires Poe's book, Raven. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So it, it's, That's it's a cool okay. premise. It's a bad. cool premise. Yeah. doesn't quite live up to uh, the premise, if you ask me. But it's mm-hmm. still it's still worth a watch. Um, got a little bit of oh, weird CGI in it. Uh, but but still still not bad still not bad. Okay. Um, Resurrection. I meant to bring this up a while back, but this is Re- um, Rebecca. What's her name? Oh, come on. Rebecca Hall. Yes, Rebecca Hall. This is her newest film. Uh, I like pretty much anything Rebecca Hall's in. She was in uh, uh, the Night House, which I'm a huge fan of. Um. This one is weird. Weird. I watched it. Yes, I forgot about it, but yes, I watched. Yes, it is. I mean, it was it was a good movie. I I was into it, but I never quite understood it. Yeah. Um. She basically (sighs) is she. This this gentleman enters back into her life after a while. Um. And he's an older fella. It's what's his name that I like? Uh, Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Yeah. yeah. And I like him. Okay. Just to be as, this will make no sense to you because it made no sense to me either. He claims that their son that they had, that he ate him. Yes. That he is <laughs> inside in of him. Tummy, alive. Alive. And that he, that she left him, and I—I I don't even understand what this movie's about. I don't either, but I finished it. <laughs> but I finished it, and the last scene is weird as yep. all get out. And I'm like, I know there is some subtext or something yeah. that's going on here. I need Revenant Vin to explain this to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Or to read an article or something. I'm sure it has to do with you know. Uh, I know there was something to do with like. When somebody has power over you, like this, this guy had was older and he had a power over her as a younger girl. Yeah, she was like 19 or something. But he says for whatever. And she's like gone on to some sort of successful career. Like she's I think she's a psychologist or something. Yeah, that. Yes. Yes, you're right. And then like, uh, but he she's still controlled by him because he keeps telling her that the baby is in his stomach. And, 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 and he uses he it to control her, do, her. He, he makes, makes her, her do, things. do things like, like kneel outside 
yeah, in the rain. Outside, walk to work tomorrow yep. barefoot. Yep. Like, and she's compelled to do these things that it just made no sense to me. I mean, it's a well, <laughs> well made movie. Yeah. It's a well acted movie. It is about as weird as you get. It is. I understand that, you know. Ooh, so anyway, that's up your alley. <laughs> Give that a watch. And then the last thing was something that I watched last night. Wasn't a planning on watching it. It's not a new release. But I, I I watched the last five minutes. It was on TV of Silence of the Lambs. So oh. it's like, I need to go watch this from the beginning again. I haven't I, seen that in forever. This this might be a perfect movie. It, it is. is. Oh, so good. So good. And the fact, you know, anyone that tells me it's not horror, I don't know what you're... <laughs> I feel the same way. Is. Yeah. Uh, what is it then, you know? Oh, it's my just God. a thriller. The, the performances in this this film are... I mean, Jodie Foster is fan flipping tastic. I mean, she is so good. Anthony Hopkins, of course, oh. is good uh, in, in his limited screen time. Yeah. But, you know, I've seen this movie many, many times, but it just had me enthralled from the beginning. Uh, watched it all the way through. I mean, the ending, the climax in the dark is so scary. So scary. I'm like, oh my gosh. You could see, <laughs> you could see Jodie Foster like shaking, you know, as she's going through in the dark and she doesn't know. Oh my gosh, man. What a, what, what a masterpiece. <laughs> and it made me think like, it's probably in my top 10 movies of all time. Like it is that good. It really is that good. Uh, nice. And, I'll I'll be the first to tell you when I was a kid I had a big crush on Jodie Foster. <laughs> um, talking about Freaky Friday. Yeah, yeah. So, you know that's just you know my age at the time. Yeah. And of course you know don't think she likes gentlemen, but <laughs> uh, she's still gorgeous in this movie. She really is. She's got that facial structure, uh, but just just the the acting, the accent. Um, that she pulls off, mm-hmm. just yeah, she's so good. Really, really mm-hmm. good. And I and I know it's not new, but I had to mention it. Uh, it it is definitely hey, throw it on for Halloween. It's creep. There's creep factor there. It really is. And I was a little bit uh, miffed. There was a um, a brief series called uh, was it called Starling? What was it? I it feel like on, that's right. Came on a CB. No, no, it was Clarice. It was called. Oh, Clarice, you're right. Yeah. Um, that came out last year on CBS, and it was really good. It was it was about her and her uh, FBI um, exploits and stuff. And the girl who played her, she, she had Jodie Foster down to a T. It was really good, and they canceled it. Of course they did. Yeah, of course they did. Nothing, That's annoying. Nothing, I didn't even realize it had come out. Stay. It, if you can find, uh, just go online and and look it up. Uh, or I'm sure it's probably on the CBS or the Paramount app or whatever. Watch watch a couple episodes and tell me what you think about the, the girl's performance. I mean, she really 
really, uh, you could tell she studied Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs for hours upon hours. <laughs> really good. So hmm. that kind of got it's me so in annoying. The... It feels like if you don't watch the show immediately, like they're going to cancel it because it didn't get enough viewership right away or something. It was the same thing with the uh, Paper Girls. <laughs> you know, I had, I had, me. I had just decided I was going to sit down and watch it. Yep. And I heard canceled. So that happens on Amazon a lot. I'm I not going to waste my time on a, on a series that, you know, unless you guys have watched it, right? Yeah. I've watched half does, of it. Does it I wrap like up? It. <laughs> does it wrap up? No, it, it totally like, sets it up for, uh, uh yeah. But it can hey, be yeah. a one. It will. It can be self-contained. Not you think really. it can be? No. No. Yeah, so, that, so it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. Totally. Oh poop. Okay, so I'm not going to watch it because that'll just be yeah frustrating. Yeah, it's really frustrating. I like binged it. I was so excited, and then you told me the news like the day after I finished watching it. I was like, what? Yeah. It's a, no. It's a yeah. Uh, anyway, um. Terminator, the uh, Adrian Brody series, Chapel Wait. Thank you. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. It reminds me of that. Yeah. Aesthetically. And I, <laughs> and I do, um, I do really like that 101 scariest movie moments. Uh, I need to watch the newest one. They're up to, um, uh, up to six, 62 to 50. Yep. Right? Yep. So, yep. 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 So, uh, I'm, I'm very anxious and I like how, the, how they're releasing it one a week. You know, I, I, it, yes, it but it makes me have to wait. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. Like that. So. All right. Anything else? All right. That's all I got. Jessica, you go have a wonderful time tonight watching Don't Worry, Darling. And let us know, please. You're oh, going to love it. I know you will. I know you she's, will. She's going to agree with me. It's beautiful, but the story is lacking. <laughs> All right, Jess, give us your plugs. Where can we find you on the internet? On Instagram, I'm at uh, amateur.destroyer. On Twitter, I'm at amateurdestroyer. On Facebook, I'm Jessica Schmidt. And on Letterboxd, I'm ashy underscore slashy. How about you, Tamnator Tamnator? <laughs> You oh, caught wow. me yawning. Really Sorry. <laughs> Where can we find you, Tamnator? You guys are boring me. Um, just... <laughs> Uh, I venture onto Facebook every once in a while. You can find me there. Tamnator Tammy Turner in our horror cast page. Uh, yes, you can chat with us uh, if we're if we happen to be on Facebook, which we're very infrequent now. Uh, I know I am. I'm so bad. Life's busy. Um, but uh, also email us at asktheharcast at gmail dot com. No one ever emails us anymore because I think email is a thing of the past. Uh, really, is it? Social media is the way to communicate. If it wasn't uh, for work, I would never use it, e- email. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like the Pony Express. Yeah. <laughs> really. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at the HCast and on the Instagram at the HorrorCast. Did I just call it the Instagram? <laughs> I'm, I'm an old man. Hey, oh, no. I'm going to make myself one of them, uh, the Instagrams. <laughs> Maybe a TikTok. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the HorrorCast, where we're all killer, no filler. Stay scared.